Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Excited to be here tonight. If you would like to call in and share your reading, you can call us this evening at 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. You can call in and share some readings with us tonight. Uh, it's going to be an amazing night. I'm sitting here, and it's just been, it's been a crazy week. And I looked up this morning and saw the calendar, and it said Thursday, and it was like, holy shit, it's Thursday. And then I got really excited because that means I get to sit still for three whole hours and do nothing but have some fun with you guys. So very excited about that. I want to do some announcements real quick before we get started here. And that is if you are interested in doing a workshop with us, you can Probably the easiest way would be to shoot me a message on Facebook. So shoot me a message on Facebook and uh, let me know what you have in mind, and we'll get that set up and and get that scheduled to go. It's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together than we normally get to on here. So you do not have to be a professional workshop provider again to do this. Keep that in mind. The shows can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. And they can be pre-recorded or done live or a combination of both. So whatever you need to have put together is the way we will make it happen. All righty. I can join you with you or join join with you on the workshop if you want, or you can I'll just introduce you and you can just take off. So whatever you're more comfortable with. And then remember, by being able to pre-record these, that means you can pre-record them at home on your computer whatever, edit them, do all that fun stuff, and just send me the MP3 file. So that's a pretty easy way to do that if you want to do some editing on it before you do it, whatever. You know what I mean. Okay. Anyway, so next, I want to, we are at the end of our year, so I want to make sure that we thank last year's sponsors for the show, Star Severon, James, One Sapien, and Roy Murdoch. I want to thank all three of you for helping to sponsor the show last year. This last year, we've been able to keep our on-air license at three hours and be able to hang out with you guys every single week. Uh, so we wanted to help them for thanking to make that, uh, being part of making that happen. And then remind you that we are at the end of the year, so if you are interested in sponsoring the Speakeasy Cafe, you can shoot me a message and I will let you know what that entails. All right? Okay, next. At the start and end of every every episode, I give you guys a writing prompt and a writing exercise. And the writing prompt, its intent is to produce a poem. It's like planting a seed, and you know it can either be the title of the poem, it can be a line in the poem, it can be the general concept of the poem, whatever you want it to do. But it has to, the end result should be a piece of poetry. That's what the prompt is. So the prompt for this week, get your little pens ready. The writing prompt for this week is three 
four, shut the door. Three, four, shut the door. That's your prompt for this week. All right. So you're writing exercise, which is different. An exercise is just meant to make your pen move. It's like putting on your writing sweats and getting, you know, going out and making messy with your muses, just having fun, doing that, you know, that free movement of hand. So they aren't necessarily meant to produce a poem, but to help be a tool in expanding your ability to create poetry. You have to have input in order to have output. You have to hone those tools to keep them sharp. So your your exercise for this week is really kind of fun. It's called the icebreaker list. So at the top of the page, just write icebreaker list. And then as you go down the page, number one, two, three, four, as you go. But the icebreaker list is where you sit there and you write down as many strange, weird icebreakers that you can think of. And if some of you don't know what an icebreaker is, it's like you're standing in an elevator with somebody or you're getting ready to have a meeting and you need something to put yourself at ease or you meet a cute girl. An icebreaker is something that you say to initiate a conversation. It's to provoke a response from the other person in the form of dialogue. All right? So an icebreaker question. Um, like something like, um, but make them fun. You know, you can you can do like you know the the, the cheesy pickup line icebreaker ones. You know, like are you an angel? Uh, or did you did did you did that hurt when you fell from heaven? Whatever it is, whatever that that one is, that's an icebreaker line. That's a, you know a, a come on line, whatever pickup line. But same concept for all of them. So just go down and make up a whole bunch of different. Uh, icebreaker questions and get silly with them you know have fun with them just write down whatever you can think of this thing that never happened while you were dressed in a nun's outfit or if you could make your ex any animal what would it be and why you know you could just like this this tragic you know i want to make my ex what would i make him i don't even know that's that's i guess i should write down that prompt huh <laughs> I'm trying to think of something really bad. Everything I think of is really bad, then it makes me sound like this evil, horrible person. And when I try to think of something nice, that evil, horrible person in me says, "That's way too nice. You're not saying that." So I'm at a, I'm just at that. I'm I'm stuck. I don't know which to say. So the the de- the devil and the angel on my shoulders are they're battling out. We'll just let them do that. So yeah, have fun with it. Just write down as many different. Think of many different questions you can use as an icebreaker with another person. And the reason that it's fun to do this is because you can go back later and sit down and read through that list. And you really do want to do this as mindlessly and quickly and thoughtlessly and running by the piece of paper, jot one silly one down as you can. Okay? I don't want you to sit down and approach us like you're trying to write a great masterpiece. Make messy with your muses. There's a reason I made up that saying. That's what we're doing. We're making messy, okay? Um, because later on, you can sit down and they're icebreaker questions, but they're icebreaker questions to you. Because everything that you're going to write down is something that's in your computer already. So when you go back and read those as the third person, all of a sudden, you're using icebreakers on yourself, and some of those are going to trigger 
some incredible, incredible poems. The other thing it does is it helps you look at things from when you're you're writing a poem from one perspective, if you use an icebreaker that's abstract or whatever, you can go through and find things in there that you've done that you can actually use in your poetry. So you'll have fun with one, trust me. Make sure you do this. It's important. Remember, you have to have input in order to have output. You need to flex those muscles, step out of your comfort zone. It's only there that you grow. You know, And that's with anything, including your craft as a writer. All right, I am going to play an audio track real quick. We always start and end every episode with an audio track. Uh, If you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, T-H-E, thespeakeasycafe, gmail.com. Put audio file, MP3 track, something like that in there so it stands out for me, and we will get get that uploaded to the show's library and play it for the world. So the track that I picked out to start the show with tonight is by one of my very favorite uh, spoken word artists. He's also an actor and a playwright. Uh, This is all kinds of crazy stuff. It's Mr. Eddie Oliver. Google him. He is amazing. This is a piece of his called She Prays, and here we go. dedicate this poem, man, to any female out there that's going through an abusive relationship. I call it She Prays. She walks around with a pound of foundation on her face, man, just to hide those bruises. You ask her how it happened. She comes up with more and more excuses. Trying to hide the fact that she's in a relationship, man, that's so abusive. Like, like I can see Or like two fighters stepping in the ring at a Las Vegas arena, man. This is what her life is like pretty much every day. You see, she's dealing with a husband who don't love her no more. And, and she insists, that, uh, she insists that she's gonna stay. Not run away, not, not. Not just for their children's sake, but because she believes. She believes that her and her husband can somehow, some way, get things straight. One day. Back to the way it used to be. Back, back, back to the way before things went awry, before their romance went astray. At least, this is what she believes. And every night, every night, man, this is what she prays. While she weeps, right before she sleeps, she prays, she prays, she prays, she be like, Lord, this, take this other man away and bring me back my husband, uh, the one that used to be so sweet, uh, the one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet, uh, the one that used to love me unconditionally and Make me complete instead of this imposter and Instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face And brings me to my knees Lord, please Help me Help him love me again Whatever sin I did to him, Lord Let, let him know that I, I still want to be his friend I, I 
took a vow to love till death do us apart and that's what's in my heart and that means until the end that means A day later, man, she catches another beat down. But instead of getting right back up, this time, y'all, she stays down. She stays down. She stays down because she she's too tired to go another round. She's too tired. She's she's tired of the pound for pound, toe to toe, blow for blow. This wanna be pimp, beating her like she's his garden tool. She's had enough of this food. Enough. Enough is enough. 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 She's tired. Tired of being Like, Lord, take this other man away and bring me back my husband or The one that used to be so sweet The one that used to romance me and sweep me off my feet or The one that used to love me unconditionally And make me complete instead of this imposter Instead of this monster that, that punches me in the face And brings me to my knees, Lord, please She prays, Lord, give me strength to, to leave this man before I have to kill this man, before this lifestyle, because this lifestyle I can no longer stand, Lord, help me, help me, help me, please. Oliver with She Praise. You're listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. The number to call in tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Now, I want to let you know if you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 540 is our first caller tonight. So, uh, let me get that written down before I forget. I couldn't find my pen. Usually this is all just so flawless, and I was doing so well, and then just boom, you know, we're back to back to our normal standings. <laughs> okay, so our first caller comes from five four zero. So listen for your telephone area code, and uh, when you when I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself to everybody, so that 
they uh, know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. That's very important. Anytime you put your work out there into the universe, make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy and it looks like we're short, getting short on the clock, then I will switch that back to just one poem. But let's go ahead and start it out with two this evening. So you can read two poems. Keep the poems right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. All right, and then when you're done, make sure that you give out your URL. It's important for people to know where to find you, come over, network with you, send you friends' requests, so you can inspire and be inspired by each other. All right, keep in mind that we do have a mature rating, guys, so that means that you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica, no adult porn, no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. All right, so we do have mature rating, but not adult. So I'm going to go ahead, before we bring on five fours, I want to give the first three callers. That way you can kind of have a heads up where you're at in the lineup. I do want to let area code 989 know that you are not in the lineup. I do see you on the board, however. So if you want to come on and talk with us tonight, please press 1. That will put you in the uh Line up to be able to come on the air. If you're here just listening, thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy the show. And if you change your mind at any time, that is 989, area code 989. If you change your mind at any time, just go ahead and press 1, and it'll put you in the lineup so I can bring you on the air. All right. So first three callers are 540. Then we have 734 and 419. So five. Four zero, you, my dear, are on the air. Hey, it's Philip Church down in Virginia. How are you doing, my darling? Um, fine, Spalds fur. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. You sound a little bit far away this week. Oh, well, how's that? That a little better? That's a little better, yes. Thank you. A little better, okay. Well, a lot of tubes. <clears throat> I got all these tubes running into me. <laughs> that kind of mutes yeah. out my voice a little bit. So, but uh, no, we've been having uh, beautiful weather down here in the hills. I mean, it's, we've had a couple of days in the 60s and uh, some sunshine and everything down here in the mountains. I mean, it's more like the uh, uh, April or May than February. <laughs> it is. I looked outside and uh, looked in my backyard today, and I've, the crocus are coming up. It's like, yeah. I mean, there's actual flowers on huh? them. That was one of my favorite uh, rock and roll bands. <laughs> yeah. Crocus, yeah. <laughs> Now I'm going to think about you rocking around my backyard playing air guitar every time I look at those crocus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I was really good at that air guitar stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I, mastered, I mastered that stuff. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Lord. Well, uh, you say I can read two tonight? Of course. Okay. I want to give you a couple of my favorite Appalachian poems now, I think. And uh, uh, this first one, I guess I ought to give it just a little bit of background. 
uh, you know, I grew up in, in the mountains of southwest Virginia, and uh, more precisely, uh, a little town called Big Stone Gap, which uh, there was actually uh, uh, some some uh, novels written uh, about Big Stone Gap by, uh, well, a schoolmate of mine named Adriana Trigiani, uh, who uh, wrote the, 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 the book Big Stone Gap and a couple of others that went with it. She also produced uh, the movie, uh, starring Whoopi Goldberg and, and all that. And Adriana went on. She is, uh, she's got, uh, last I heard, 16 uh, uh, bestsellers on the New York Times bestsellers list. So uh, this little town, <laughs> you know, uh, it cranked out uh, John Fox Jr., who wrote The Trail of the Lonesome Pine. As a matter of fact, his house was just down the street, the house that he had lived in. Uh, was just down the street from where my house was at, uh, which was one of the first medium-copy best-selling novels in American history back in 1908. And, of course, in Adriana, and she's had all of her success. And and here I am out here doing all this poetry and everything. But Big Stone Gap is just a, a beautiful little town nestled really deep in cold country. And uh, I wrote uh, this about... Uh, 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 thinking back on my childhood and everything in Big Stone Gap. So this is called uh, The Hollers of Home. <clears throat> Growing up free back in the hills, country bred to life's simple thrills, drinking water from springs, fountains, running in creeks down the mountain. For a better life, there was no wishing, hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town in the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day while the slopes turned blue to skies heavy and gray. At night the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky, and I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain storming Reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early and sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow the fields and then early summer we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest, one cannon and make an apple butter of best. Now late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat. Butchered and hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. <laughs> All our work carried us through the winter so cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school, learned three R's and the golden rule. Recess, the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better wasn't nothing so cool as when your heart, sweetheart, let you walk them home from school. The smell of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you live somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the hollers of my home. In poem. <laughs> I love that so much. I could smell the air. Ah, yeah. Oh, 
let me tell you, it's got its own that that coal smoke. It definitely has its own uh, <laughs> uh, thing going on. So, uh, okay, I'm gonna read this next one, then I'll get out of the way for someone else here. Now, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to see if I had read the one I'm getting ready to read now before. I don't think I have. But uh, this is. I'm a bit of a um, uh, an amateur astronomer. You know, I like uh, constellations, and uh, I, I think mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking is really cool, and all that kind of call <laughs> thing and all. But I, I dig all that Neil deGrasse Tyson and all that stuff. I, he's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, this is a little bit of a little bit of hillbilly, a little bit of uh, astronomy, and a little bit of I, I don't know, a little bit of. Uh, 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 I guess you might call it spirituality. So it's called Moonless Mountain Night. The quiet cold of a mountain winter's night. Stars brilliant, untouched by the moon's light. Orion hunts by treading on mountain slopes. Just behind him, the dog star, Sirius, mopes. They traveled the ecliptic to west from east in a nightly parade that's never ceased. Turn around from Orion and you'll see there the gleaming of seven sisters and the bear. From that big dipper to journey near or far, while its outmost corner points to the North Star. Softening darkness of the blanketing night Sprinkled with celestial glinting, glistening bright. Calling to a place possessed deeply within. Where the essence of ourselves might just begin. When gazing into the infinite, the Lord trusts. For it causes the mindfulness we are but dust. When considering the stars taken all in all. It is realized that our life truly is small. But remember, every note's needed to complete the song. And just as the stars have their place, we are ordained to belong. Important. That was absolutely phenomenal. Did I take you there? Yes. Yeah. You know that's that's when I did a good job. <laughs> you need to. Do you um? I I should know this, but do you record? Oh yeah, yeah. I do videos of everything. Then why don't I have any? Why don't I have any of your recordings? Oh, I, I got a whole uh, Facebook group called the Poetry of Philip Kid Church and Video. <laughs> Uh, yeah, are they on YouTube? Uh, no, no, it's in Facebook. But yeah, I've got hundreds of it. Virtually every poem I've ever done, I've turned into a video. Do my own music and the whole thing. All right, I'm going to have to figure out, figure out how to snag those off of there so that I can upload some onto here. Just so you know, I'm okay. totally going to pirate you for the show. Oh, please do. I wish somebody <laughs> would. Uh, 
feel free. <laughs> All right. If I can't figure out how to get the uh, the MP3 file off of your video, then I'll just uh, I'll get a hold of you and see if I can get a couple on MP3 file from you. Okay. You know what? I, I'll do it for other people too. I try to tell people in my outlaw poetry group. Hey, you know, I I will make your poem into a video. I'll I'll handle the narration and I'll handle the you know the the music and everything. You tell me what you want. You know you you know how MTV came out with music videos. Yes. Well, I want to see now with poetry videos. Let's have you know PTV. <laughs> poetry TV. <laughs> poetry TV. I think that works. You know, I so yeah. I so so want to tell the story about the first time I ever saw MTV, but it's really bad, so I can't. Oh. <laughs> it's very incriminating, but it is such a funny story. <laughs> oh, I still want to tell you, but I can't. Okay. <sighs> you have no idea. I'm sitting here with like sweat on my upper lip right now. That is the restraint and control I had to employ not to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, you got my curiosity peak. You'll have to, you have to dish on all that later on. Because <laughs> you know, right, usually right, I just right, got, right. you know, I, my 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 mouth's like a dam that's broken. It just it never shuts up. But that that was hard. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be stronger for it. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm adulting right now. It's exhausting. <laughs>
I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I saw you pop into the chat room. Every time I see that first person chop, pop into the chat room, then it's like, oh, at least it's up, and I know it's working on my end. You know, but I don't know what's going on with that dang chat room. I can never get in there, so I, I don't, for, I don't know anything about your chat room. I don't either. Ever since was they it, changed, me. a couple years ago, we've been having problems. They changed servers, and it's just. Yeah, but I'll well, tell you what, the on-air is a lot better than it used to be. That's for sure. Uh, yes. All right. Well, that's good. That's improvement. Forward. Onward. <laughs> My week is improved from this moment forward because I'm spending it with you. Well, that is so kind. I, uh, boy, How's that for just, an icebreaker? Uh, you just put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is a wonderful icebreaker. <laughs> now I Very can't steal it. You already used it. <laughs> no, you can borrow it. Oh, I can. Okay, all right. Uh, I I may. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I brought you tonight. A pirate poem. I but like pirate your, poems. It's, it's not your ordinary pirate. It's a okay. it's a, a female pirate. Arg. And, arg. Uh, arg. <laughs> arg, matey. All right. Uh, the the title is Jean de Clayson, Lioness of Brittany. The Black Fleet mistress ruled the sea. With scarlet sails that Frenchmen dread, she vowed her vengeance they would see severed husband Ollie's head. She sold her homes and bought warships. The Black Fleet mistress ruled the sea. The pride of Frenchmen she did strip. This lioness of Brittany. King Philip loathed her tyranny. She was a force he could not reign. The Black Fleet mistress ruled the sea, the English Channel down to Spain. For 13 years, the Frenchman's curse. She made her mark in history. Though she retired, fame saw a verse. The Black Fleet Mistress ruled the sea in the poem. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the hell with this. I'm selling the houses and buying boats. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, so thank you. Oh, that was fun. That was an absolute delight to hear. Well, thank you, thank you. That's all I have for you tonight. Uh, uh, brings me more next week. Uh, if people want to read any of my poetry, it can be found at allpoetry.com, and I write under the name of Haiku Bless You with hyphens between the words. So there you go. <laughs> Look me up. Very cool. <laughs> All right. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you, hon. All right. Step aside. Let the next uh, poet step up the mic, and I'll say God bless. God bless you. If you want to read again tonight, just either call back in or press 1 to go out of the lineup and press 1 to come back in because it looks like we're having some issues with the lines as well tonight. 
So, all right. All Thank right. Bye bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code. I do want to let area code 989-682-951, and our Skype caller know that you are not in the lineup. If you guys would like to read tonight, press 1, and that will put you in the lineup so I can take your call. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoy the show. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1, and, again, it will put you in the lineup so we can bring you on. All right, next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. I'm doing awesome. Can hardly hear you, Brother O. I'm doing awesome. I'm doing well. How you doing? You hear me now? Doing great. Good, good. Good to hear that. What do you have for us tonight, my dear? Uh, it's poem is called It's the People Closest to a Two. That's the title of it. Okay. This poem closely examines the dynamics of our relationships and interactions with our family and friends. As a very observant student of human nature, I have come to this only conclusion. You have to be careful in whom you trust, in particular the people who are the closest to you. It may sound like I'm paranoid in making the assumption that everyone is under my suspicion. See, I clearly need to separate my enemies from my friends and identify them because I seen a lot of things go down before my very own eyes in my 44 years, including the good, the bad, the ugly, and the crazy. See, my life hasn't been a garden of beautiful flowers. Brothers and sisters, it is a very sad commentary that you have to watch the folks who are very close to you these days and more scrutiny. It has two eyes in the back of your head. And it gives you this idea that you can't trust anybody, given the fact that we live in the post-9-11 era, you should always be on your guard. This form is a precautionary tale about having the wrong people in your circle. And it got you the closer examining your relationships and friendships. Now, if you agree with anything that I'm saying, feel free to leave me your feedback. See, it's the people closest to us who not only bring us joy and good cheer on a holiday, yet some of them always cause all types of heartache and pain. It can't be known by no pain. It's the people closest to us who sit closer than a brother or sister. Yet some of them have the capability to betray you and sell you off their own personal agenda and ill-gotten gain. It's the people closest to us who sincerely pray for our strength and our trying times. Yet you have some that are the very ones who attempt to prey on us and destroy our weakness. It's the people closest to us who serve resistors and trust us to our spirit. Yet some of them want to carry 
wanted to carry weights along with ours and drag her, drag her down with him. Sounds like several people in our family and some of our friends. And the people closest to us who claim to express their love for you, yet they are, yet they are part of meditation and prayer and careful examination the undercover haters in the sky. It's the people closest to us who claim to have our backs and be in our corners and sometimes. Yet these are some of the same folks who turn their backs and treat, turn their backs on us and treat us like sexual diseases when things do well. Because it's the people closest to us who smile in our faces and sing our praises. Yet, if you conduct an investigation and pull back the covers on them, you'll discover that some of these people will tear you apart behind your back and put you on blast on social media. It's the people closest to us who pretend to be happy for us. Now, underneath their false facade, these folks are full of envy, jealousy, and misery. The people closest to us who pretend to be our best friends, yet some of these low-down, dirty folks transform into our worst enemies. It's the people closest to us who are very supportive of our dreams and aspirations, yet at the same token, that some folks in our lives will attempt to kill our dreams and aspirations with their negative comments. It's the people closest to us who truly appreciate our help from time to time, yet we got some ungrateful, poor, rich brats in our who had this completely messed up mentality of what have you done for me lately. No matter what you do for them, is never good enough. But it's the people closest to us who bring us nothing but peace and love and family fun. And some of our immature family members and our crazy friends always bring drama and cause trouble and confusion in every family front. See, it's the people closest to us who we could find our deepest and darkest secrets. Yet some of these trifling people who use those secrets to spread vicious lies and rumors on us in the streets. It's the people closest to us who we trust the most. Yet at the same time, we have to watch some of our relatives and our friends with their eyes with privacy checking to trust loving from a great distance because they can't be trusted, period. Especially around our children and our senior citizens in porn. You know, you must, must have been through, through some pretty rough things in your life to be able to pull from that image pool. Hello? Are you still with me? Are you there? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay. Sorry, I must have been cutting out or something. That was a fantastic read, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate it. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Do me a favor. Let everybody know how they can come find you, Brother O. For those of you who are not connected with me on Facebook, I can be found on the Omar Brother O Gathering. You can catch me here mostly every Thursday night at the CTV Cafe. And thank you for your 
for your continued support, and I truly appreciate it. We appreciate you. Thanks, sweetheart. Awesome job tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So as I said, we are having some issues with our lines. If your call gets dropped, please try calling right back in. Number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you get dropped, just keep trying to call back in. All right. Uh, 591, I see you up on the board. You are not in the lineup, so 5 or 951, yeah, 951. If you want to come on the air, please press 1. Same thing with 219. And, uh, yeah, but that may be Brother O. 219, I think that's Brother O. Okay, so anyway, yeah, 5951. You need to press 1 if you want to come on. If you're trying to call them, keep trying. Uh, They're working on getting the lines back up. I'm going to go ahead and grab area code. Maybe we'll get a chance to play some extra tracks tonight. That's always nice when that happens. Um, been a caller, 832. Are you with me? No, I never am. <laughs> Who are you? I'm nobody. I'm just me. Who are you and what did you do with my friend? Hey, I've been I having fun. My soldier my foot. I don't know who Mr. Gigglebox is. <laughs> uh, let's put it this way. I've been having fun putting my foot in people's behinds. That, um, you know, with all of the stuff that's going on, you know, and making sure that their little solemn, solid solemnity of lies, if you will, doesn't get very far. So, <laughs> I've been, you know, I, I love it when you, know, you get like this. <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, that's, that's why I'm having fun. I'm being able to put my foot where it belongs. <laughs> Someone else's <is> butox. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice that it's such a perfect fit, isn't it? Hey, you know, the shoe grease and everything's good. <laughs> oh, geez, whiz. All right, what's been going on with you this week, and what did you bring us to read tonight? Well, actually, it was kind of an interesting thing. I, um, you know, I know that you know that there's been a lot of talk in uh, along the borders of uh, Texas and all about with the uh, uh, with the proposed wall and everything and. I uh, saw some uh, uh, some things uh, that are happening in terms of you know some of the people that are gathering down there. They have a, a thing, a village called Samisek, and um, that's a, basically a gathering point for folks who are willing to uh, do the peaceful protest. And um, I I will do my best to support them, you know, in everything that I can. But I couldn't be peaceful. I'm sorry, it's just it's just not in me. Um, you know, if someone starts talking smack or, you know, starts doing something to, you know, one of my female relations, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. I don't care. You know, we're not we're not going like that. <clears throat> so I I mean you know, I mean my my legacy, if you will, is that my ancestor was a warrior priest. And that's not walking around with, you know, a, a dove on a shoulder and and uh, olive and an olive branch in the hand. That's that's you know that's 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 the that's the war paint that says no quarter, no mercy given, none expected, and a war club in the hand saying I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> so all in, baby. You know, 
Well, you know, that's just, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I, I know myself well enough to know that I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I can't walk that way. I mean, I, I would like to try. I mean, you know, I mean, I would like, I, I should say, I would like to think that I could restrain myself, you know, and, and, and walk that way. But, but I know myself too well. And it's, it's that, it's that thing like when the, you know, in back in the day, obviously the old war horse, when he hears the, when he hears the trumpets blaring, he's gone, man. He's running. He's out there with it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah. his, you know, his kind of like his brain catches up with the rest of him, and it's like, oh, okay, moving on. <laughs> let's let's get on with this. <laughs> We're already the out here. Pablo dog thing. Yeah, you know, so it's like, hey, to hell with him, man. You know, but no, but I, I like to say, I just couldn't. I, you know. And I mean, I've told people this before too, and that's just simply the fact that you know, number one, I'm native. Number one, I'm southern. So if you're not native and you're not and 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 you and you come talking smack to me on two counts already before we have a conversation, I already don't like you. <laughs> oh so. my gosh. <laughs> Hey, I'm you know I'm I'm just being honest with it, you know. Like I say, I mean, I'll like I say I'll do what I can, and I'll make sure that I I throw my support as much as I can to, uh, you know, to my people. Uh, but but just don't expect me to be peaceful. I'm just not. Uh, that's not my not my not my nature. You know, not 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 saying that I'm out there you know promoting violence or being violent. I'm just saying, you know, when it comes times to stand up, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up. You know, I'll be, you know, if I be, turn out to be a casualty, well, you know, that's how it is. But I will at least know that I stood up and, and, and was counted, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think that what you're looking for is, is being saying, you know, you're, you're not out there looking for the violence, but you're not afraid to stand up and stand true. This is what I say. Oh, this is no. what I mean. And, yeah. I'm, and there's no that's wiggle room. Exactly. This is what I say. This is what I mean. Yep. No wiggle room. That's it. That's it. And, you know, I mean, that, that's why it always kind of irritated me, you know, with uh, with uh, my spaz sometimes, you know, when we would be doing challenges and stuff and people would come back in and try to tell me what I mean by my words. It's like, no, no, don't don't tell me what I mean. I know what I mean. I said what I mean. <laughs> you shut up and tell, you talk about what you mean. <laughs> you know, it's don't funny tell as me I, what I I'm sat saying. there and I, I told you no wiggle room. <laughs> And then my brain instantly went to, oh, no wiggle room. That might be a really good prompt. And then it, because of talking about it in the context that you and I are talking about, you know, you're standing on your conviction. Yeah. There's no, there's no, oh, yeah. you know, space between the lines. There's no, you know, it, it's all black and white. There is no gray. You know, there's no wiggle room here. And then yeah. I thought, no, because I know our readers. and I mean, I know, yeah, I know, I know our writers. And I would come mm-hmm. get back some kind of crazy, weird, erotic poem. <laughs> You know. About trying to have sex in the revolving bucket of a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just hey. that's just what would happen. I know, so we can't use that. But you it know, just running made down me the, laugh. Running down the street. <laughs> oh yeah, running down the street naked with green jello all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. Trust me. That's so funny because any time anyone used the icebreaker question and said, you know, how yeah. did you lose your virginity, my answer is I can't tell you, but it did involve lime jello. There you go. That's exactly. so funny because that's my go-to answer. 
<laughs> oh, that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but this Where uh, were we? So, anyway, oh, well, we were kind of all over the place, but that's all right. <laughs> um, and it, but but so in keeping with, you know, the fact that, you know, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of the people, you know, down in that area, uh, obviously, you know, they, they are, you know, of Latin American descent, which makes them no less American than anyone else. But um, you know they they have the uh, they have that as part of their culture, and so I took a I took a a the the kind of like the the title if you will. I, obviously, I'm using it in a different sense than they do, but uh, the 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 title being uh, Day of the Dead, and so you know that's in keeping with you know a lot of what how they how they look at the uh, the sanctity of uh, where their ancestors lay, where their grandfathers lay and grandmothers and, and so on. So, and this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, we work is called day of the dead. Flowers. Respect for all things sacred. Copal smoke, prayer incarnations. Oh, yes. Waking people up for the day of the dead. Indigenous earth bond. No steel permeations. No wasted money spent tearing at the fabric of what is already rent. The natural ties of life. Ni kthege umong. Shaky, fragile. Origin earth. Bone hollows, skull weary. Chashkiba. We are here to begin again. Remember 2016, indigenously, we do. Waking people up from the days of their death. Eyes light the darkness. There are shadow shapes to be seen. Blood, prayers yet to be received. Rezas de sangre. Down the street, shonge, dogs bark, bite at the gutter smoke of alleyways, blue in the dropping twilight, truonta, blue, almost blue. Concrete, accidental, brick-spaced maws of different lives, on, shorty. Bones sun-dried unto wither, pried loose with soil from graveyards, pine boxes desecrated by the handful. Doesn't matter if they're not your dead, yeah. The casual, casual, callous turning of sanctified, sacred earth. We shall awake the sodden dreamers from their earth-bonded toil. It shall truly be the day of the dead. The sacred ash, gifts of the great mysteries, dark wood, the red buds of a Judas tree, the ignorance of the ingrate and insanity, a betrayal of all things good for want of greed. 
fortune at any cost, the debt given to us at all to pay for nothing. Inge Kloka, the emptiness of a lean, gaunt morph of travel for travail, journey interrupted, Thajinga. Kopal smoke rises, a renewed, invigorated acquaintanceship of spirit and flesh connected to the old ones, Wamom Chete, washed in sanctity annually, Kube, ascent, a sense of the supernatural. And the ass clown in a red wig prates on vindictive in his poot butt stupidity. Revelations, the dead shall rise in protection of the grandchildren. Seven times seven, Samisek village, peaceful resistance. It is the time of awakening. Hey, Pudus, build your dumb wall around your house, you Egypt. It is the day of the dead. We are the ghost road born. Our old ones have called us. Thus we are going. It is the day of the dead. Sangre de todos. Blood of everyone. Kube. Rich in its sanctity. Seven times seven. The hoop. Unending. Eternal prayer songs. Ancient, ageless gifts from the ancestors. We are waking people up for this day of the dead. Oh, yes. Here we are. We are here. Rio Grande. Rio del Creador. The big river. The river of the creator. Oh, yes. We have made the journey for this day of the dead. Oh, we are here. Nonke, Ujonge, Ube, and peace. That was phenomenal for so many reasons. Just because you used the ass hat and the ass crown and, and red wig again. In a red wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get kudos every time you use that in a poem. <laughs> hey, you know, gotta put the put the put it where put the put the light where it belongs. You know. Yeah, I love your not piece. Gonna, I think that gonna... it, you know, it's so easy for us to just walk over cultures and claim something for our own. You know, and and just treat what we walk over like like dust you know like a mat like it doesn't exist like it wasn't important and we tend to forget i think i i'm using the the term we very loosely but we tend to forget that this isn't ours you know yep all this big talk and it's not even yep. ours you know have respect yep. for 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 all of it and our place in it and oh, ass clown. Great read, my <laughs> darling. Thank you, ma'am. 
Yeah, they, um, you know, because I mean, that's true. I mean, uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've read, uh, or I should say, I, w- I watched the, uh, the the little uh, docu stream that they put on uh, on uh, Facebook about, you know, what uh, what's going on down there, and they will be, you know, where where they're where they're proposing, you know, to put that, it is it is going to run straight through some graveyards, you know, and like I said, I know that the, you know, with the, you know, with the the, the Latin you know, Mexican, uh, Latin American culture, you know, uh, I mean, regardless, I mean, even of that, but I mean, I'm just saying that there's just seems there's that, there's that more, um, greater, uh, consciousness, if you will, of respect for the dead, you know, because they, you know, they do, they, they honor their dead on that, on that day, you know, day of the dead. And they go to the yeah. graveyard, and they, you know, they they do that. They, they they pray. They sit there and they pray with their with their familial ancestors. I know, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition, beautiful custom. You know that, I mean, our ignorance and intolerance comes from uneducation. You know, the more we learn about each other, the more we can respect each other. I don't care if your religious beliefs are not the same as mine. I'm intrigued by them. Share them with me. Let me understand what you believe. I don't have to believe it to believe it for you. You know? Because yeah. the the truth of the matter is, and I don't care who hates me for saying it, but the truth of the matter is, is none of us will know till we get there. Who's right and who's exactly. wrong? Who's re- You know, there was only one creation. We're all just a, a religion, which is a game of telephone interpretation of the exact same story for all of us you know it's 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 all the same thing you know but but everybody has to be right and all this stuff has to happen and they're so i don't even know where i was going with it i get mad well let's put it this way my thing is in terms of you know the things of that nature grant me the same space that i will grant you you know I mean, you, you, you follow your beliefs, you follow your ways, but you know, by that same token, grant me space for mine. Exactly. That's all I'm asking. That's exactly. all I'm asking. You know, it's really funny to me some of the stuff that they've been doing to try to promote getting this wall done. And you know, I saw this thing come across Facebook uh, the other day where it was this girl, this young. Young girl, you know, like 18, 17, 14 years old, something like that, teenage girl, high school age girl, um, who was killed, you know, and would this have happened if there was a wall type of thing, killed by an illegal immigrant. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, and that's all it was, was this picture of this beautiful girl, girl killed by illegal immigrant on the date and this thing, you know, would this have happened with the wall? And so I, you know, it's always he said, she said, and the truth lies in the middle. So I looked up the news story to see if it was even real. And it was. She did get killed by yeah. an illegal immigrant from Cuba who came to the country through Florida yeah. and was a friend of the family. So I don't think the wall would have kept them out. But it's funny that they oh, wait, no. they take a story that has nothing to do with keeping someone in or out with the wall and twist it to say that this wouldn't have happened if we had a wall. Yes, it would have happened if we yeah, had a wall. Just, you know, always what, what, look what, for the, what are you do, he said, it, she said, truth yeah. in the middle. Look for your own truth. 
Boat head, I'm exactly. done. Exactly. What? No, I'm just gonna. I was just gonna say, what? What are you gonna do now? Put a wall up over there by the ocean between Florida and Cuba? Right, a big bubble. <laughs> you know, we can. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what are you gonna do there, huh? <laughs> but no, I mean, and and not to denigrate. You know, saying not to disparage. All I of mean, us are uh, illegal death, immigrants death here. Of, just ask you know, Culture Blue. Of, uh, hey, you know. Uh, then you know, death of death of any kind is you know is, is a loss. You know, and that that's not to denigrate that. It's just that they're you know like what you're saying. You know, the use of how they're putting it forward. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're making it a prejudicial story rather than you know than the story of what it is. So, yeah. you know, that that by itself is you know kind of like that. And and, and in a, in a very real sense, that in itself is a sign of disrespect to that girl. Mm-hmm. Using you know her I mean? that way, using her death that way for yeah. promotion—that's what really gets yeah. me. You know, it's using it for for yeah. political gain. It's like really. Yeah, trying, you yeah. know. Trying to put that in for leverage, you know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, you can find me at Rafe Wild on uh, uh, Facebook, and down in parentheses under Rafe Wild, you'll see Soldier Blue, and that's me. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. And if you decide you want to read another one, you just want to call back in or press one and press one again. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I, okay. I wanted to leave you with something too because I, I happened to think yeah. of it. I, I had a, uh, I, I saw one of those kind of like drive-by um, uh, uh, um, uh, starter images that you know that it's not something I'm going to use, but someone else can use it if they want to. Oh, you're uh, you're. Just, uh, uh, yeah, it was just like a little drive-by thing. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a a, uh, digital dalliance. That works. You just shared some inspiration. Mm. I'm so flipping proud of you. (laughs) 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 Oh, my kids are crying. (laughs) I see these little drive-by images. So, you know, when I, I kind of, I collect them because, you know, they, they do come to me. So, you know, when I can Mm -hmm. pass them on to someone else who can actually make more out of it than I can, then, you know, hey, what the heck, you know. Someone else can maybe use that better than I. I mean, I actually I'm not going to use it, you know. But like say, you know, someone else can figure out how to uh, promote the, or do something with uh, that, you know, digital dalliance, you know. Then then more power to you. <laughs> Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. All right. Thank you, Miss Nyla. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, I appreciate the the, the platform for this uh, form of expression. Thank you. We appreciate you, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from maybe we'll have a next caller that comes from possibly area code five six two. Five six two, are you with me? Good evening, Nala. This is Samuel Rain. How you doing? Hey Samuel, I was just thinking about you today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, What's going on with right. you, dear? So uh, um just working hard, writing, editing, having fun. That kind of stuff like that, you know, just doing, just doing me, and others. <laughs> just doing me. I love that. Yeah. You're doing something so, nobody else it. in the world has the ability to do. Everybody runs around and tries to be exactly. like everybody else. I don't want to be like anyone else. Yeah. You. You know, they're already doing right. that. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to do the most obnoxiously exciting, fun, weird, whatever me I can do. Exactly. 
Exactly. So All right. Having fun with it. I'm glad. So I'm, I'm not going to take up much of your time this evening. <laughs> we're going to get right into it. You'll take it. up as much time I as I keep you here, just so you know. Ah, Do you okay, have two of well, two for us tonight? Uh, Are you going to read two? Yes. But, okay, you know, good. All right. Again, All right, I'll shut both, up and let you read them. They're both shorties. Okay. So no, you then you have to read three. They can't be short. <laughs> That's okay. why I'm asking. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll do these two, and then you tell me if you need me to do another one. Okay. Is that okay? Is that cool? All right. All right. So, I want to flow through you like mountain rivers, becoming the ocean of your dreams, like the rain I am the cradle to your life. I want to be the poem you read and then breathe the sounds of you. That's my first piece. Okay. Hang on. I'm writing something. So I'm always talking about writing strong imagery, and I want to stop here because you wrote a line in there that really did that for me when I was listening to you, and I want to point it out to everybody because I want them to think about it because when I when I'm talk it's it's important to do as a writer. As a writer we have to always strive to push ourselves to write something just a little bit differently than someone else or a different make someone look at it or a little bit stronger. I mean, everything's already been written except for, you know, something that may happen in the future and it's not invented yet. You know, like the Quasimal machine. You know, we don't even know about that yet. So anyway, um but everything's already been written. We just have to figure out a way to write about it in a way that connects. You know, we need to write it different, better than someone else has written it before. Right. And so I'm thinking about the line in there. So when I hear a line that really does that for me, I, I, love, I love that. It's when you're using surprising imagery, surprising uh, flow of words, being able to create an image and instantly will put your brain right, right where the, you're wanting their brain to be. But when you said, and I forgive me if I butcher the line, but you'll get the idea, the line where it said um, something about the rain, um, the cradle of life. Was that right? What was that line? Yeah, it was like the rain, I am the cradle to your life. Like the rain, I am the cradle to your life. So instantly you think about when you say rain, you think rain. But then by using the word cradle, you know, and and bringing that into for you know, you're talk. I I am the cradle, the rain. I am the cradle, like the rain. I am the cradle. Instantly, you're thinking about that one little round drop of water, on the tip of a leaf. You know, and how it's so, so contained. You know, and you're and you're almost picturing yourself womb like inside that drop of rain on that leaf. That kind of safe. That was the feeling. That was the whole thought process. So imagine looking at someone and telling them, I can make you feel womb safe. I will protect you. That I mean, that that's a strong, strong image that you were able to create there with that line. Great job. Oh, thank you. All yep. right. So I'm going to get into number two. Okay. <laughs> and we'll see where we come from there. She's sunrise through me. Like lens, I take her from her dreams, the one flower loving me. She be mornings I give into. That's that second piece. All right, read that one again because you cut out the, like the very last 
first part of the last line. Okay. She's sunrise through me, black lens. I take her from her dreams, the one flower loving me. She be mornings I give into. That was beautiful. And yes, you need to read a third. Thank you. <laughs> So, happy to be here, happy to share. No, and you have to reassert. Didn't you hear oh, that? Oh, I have to do a third one? And yes, you have to <laughs> no, do I'm a third. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from the same project. I'm working on multiple projects. That's, that's why I'll be busy. And so um, this piece is from this new project that I'm working on. She took my heart called it home. She was that give it to me baby when I needed some. She fed my mind with her. We are one in love. Samuel Rain. That's that piece. You write from such a beautiful, beautiful, serial place of emotion. Just everything that you do. That was fantastic, hon. I loved it. Thank you. And thank you for doing three. But thank you for allowing me to share a moment of complicated passions and and all that. So you're very welcome. They, yeah, if they want to read more of me, you uh, you can go. You can check out on uh, Instagram, Innate Divinity Books, or cepoetry.la, and you can find more of my work that I'm sharing on that platform. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, and I hope you're able to make it back next week. Uh, thank you. I, try, I will try to make it back next week. All right, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. Great job by Samuel. All right, our next caller comes from area code 682. 682, you're on the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's 682, by the way, followed by our Skype caller, just so they know, because they've been dropping on and off the board all night. All right, so, yes, I can hear you. Hello, 682. Hello, um, my name is Richard. Hi, Richard. And uh, I'm, it's a pleasure to meet you. And uh, I'm calling from uh, Grand Prairie, Texas, a little small town in Texas, right uh, in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I'm a Los Angeles transplant. I was born and bred, raised and fed in Los Angeles uh, about uh, 20 years ago. I moved to Texas. Uh, it was a knee-jerk thing, but I'm glad I came. I like it out here. It's very peaceful. <laughs> Culture shock. Uh, I, I, you know, I had to, you know, I went from uh, smog and earthquakes to um, to uh, tornadoes and buckets and buckets of rain. It rains hard out here in Texas. Mm-hmm. But um, I um, I started writing about 1991. I was trying to, I was in Los Angeles, and I was trying to get in the entertainment business as a lyricist. I never could find my piano player, and then I started having children. So, you know, went from, I went from one beautiful thing to another, <laughs> and uh, I um, moved my family out here. Unfortunately, I ended up getting divorced, but everybody's doing fine. And um, lyric writing led me to poetry writing. But it was a bit of a struggle because... 
I can write, baby, I love you, till the cows come home. But poetry demanded something more from me. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to, I had to go a little bit deeper to, you know, I had to, you know, start looking at, you know, uh, things outside of love, you know. Uh, I've written poems about love, but you know, things like self-love, tragedy, you know, things like that. But um, I just, I had no idea. If you'd have told me 30 years ago I'd be writing poetry, I'd laughed at you. It's funny where <laughs> life is. Have you noticed that, Nyla? It's funny where life will take you. It really, really is. If you'd have told me 12 years ago I would be sitting here talking with a stranger from Texas about <laughs> the amazingness of poetry on the radio, there's no way. It would never have happened. Yeah. I hate talking in public. I wouldn't do it. I could, yeah. yeah, this, this, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, you know, one thing I've learned is is sometimes you should just go with the flow, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's what I did with poetry. I, I started reading at local libraries, and um, people were very kind. People were very kind. Um, it was interesting, though, because I, I'm African-American, and uh, mm-hmm. as I read my poetry, uh, a lot of times I would be in a library where how can I put this? I was an ant on a pile of sugar, okay? And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, no, I knew where you were going, you know, but I love the way you put it. <laughs> hey, you know, I be poet, don't you know it? But um, um, I, um, I, uh, I would get a certain response from people that, I struggle with internally. I mean, you know, I wore the face. I was always polite because I love being around like-minded people. I love being in a room full of people who are all on the same page, you know, such as poetry. But uh, a lot of the people would say to me, they'd come up to me, and they would say they were nice, but they would say things like, wow, I wasn't expecting that from you. Really? Why? And, and And I think to myself, well, what were you expecting? And why? You know, <laughs> you know, and but 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 I, I grit my teeth. But as a matter of fact, last month I went to a reading at a library in Fort Worth. And sure enough, this lady, sweet lady, you wrote some beautiful poetry. You know, we were talking poetry, and she looked at me and she said, "That poem was so beautiful. I wasn't expecting that from you." And I just thought to myself, "I guess this is just going to be my fate." You know, I just I'm just going to go with it. I'm not, I'm not going to try to fight it or nothing. I said, "Hey, she listened." I'll take that. I'll take the good with the bad. Do you want to know part of it, too, that you may not think about? I want to throw my two cents in here. Go ahead. Go for it, please. Normally when, and this is may be something that you may not think about, and I want you to keep it in the back of your mind. Normally okay. in today's society, when we picture someone poetic or artist, art, art, autistic, me right now, artistic and all that. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, I'm, now, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I'm just going to try to figure out a way, nice way to say it. You know, we don't picture, you know, the way society portrays a black man, this big, tough, strong black man warrior yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. man is a strong, strong man. You yeah. know, but then we've got Poindexter over here with his glasses writing poetry. <laughs> you know, that yeah, is right, the right, visual, right. you know, yeah. which I'm really yeah. glad because now that we're doing spoken word, it's really Killing that perception of the poet. It's kind of like video killed the radio star. 
you know, now that we're putting exactly. our faces behind our poetry and doing live performances, exactly. we're really killing that image of what people think quiet, you know, a nice, quiet, demure poet. No. <laughs> you know, so I think that that may be part of it, you know, isn't, isn't so much right. a black and white issue as which I'm sure some of it is, but I think that it also has to do with the perception of how women portray a black man. Okay, now and, and you know, you're and too I had, big and buff and strong to be that sensitive yeah, type of thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I'm, I'm. I know tall. I didn't say that I'm, right, but I hope yeah. you got it. <laughs> I, I got you. You know, because I had a a, a family member say, you know, it it. Uh, it's 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 a wall. It's a wall, and it's been there for decades, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you're 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 in your own way. I was told in my own way. Maybe I'm I'm changing things a little, because I can tell yep. they like the poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, because they they would when when someone repeats a line back to me that I said, that lets me know they were listening. Exactly. And that they they and then maybe 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 they even felt it, but you know there was something else about poetry that I'm gonna go ahead and read. Um, is that because I love poetry? I just I just I live and breathe it. I, I'm I'm two steps from retirement, and when I retire, poetry full bore. But um, <laughs> what I notice about poetry because I submit my poetry, my manuscript, to uh, different um, competitions, publishers, literary journals, small press, and you know, if I don't get selected, I'm not mad, but I, because of the Internet, the Internet is such a powerful tool, I go and check to see who won. And like I've submitted many times to the Walt Whitman, I've submitted to the Naomi Long Magic Poetry Contest, and something that I notice when I go look to see who the winner is, and then even when I look at past winners from the past, I see a pattern. The pattern is if you've got a Ph.D., and you submit a manuscript of poetry, you will be recognized for it. But if you're a high school grad like me, there's a strong likelihood you won't. Mm-hmm. That's the pattern. And it's, it's and, and yeah, I there, there are, see, and that's where you have to really be careful because it's a really strange time. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's important because that's the experience that you've had. And I'm sure yeah. others have been through that same type of thing and have noticed that same type of thing. And yeah. there, there's, it's, it's almost like, because I'm also a photographer, and there's a group here okay. locally that does, there's a competition that they do every year called Something Red. And there's a, po- okay. or a, a photography group that, that hosts it, that, that, a club in the area. And one of my photographer friends, because I'm new, um, but one of my okay. photographer friends said, you know, if you join this club, you know, you may have to be the grunt for a couple years and work events and do tickets and run coats and things like that. But pretty soon, you know, as you work your way up in the ranks and they get to know you and your work, you know, maybe you'll be able to do a secondary showing behind someone type of thing. And it's like, really, dude? Do you think I even <laughs> care about your elitist crap and I even need you? Have you looked at your shots and looked at mine? Okay, and that may sound a little conceited, but it's the truth. There's nothing wrong with saying when you do a good job, you know. And it's, it's, so it's like there's that elitist thing, you know, and so you sit there and you have to have that Ph.D. Then there's this whole group of young publishers out there, and I can give you some information to contact them um, okay. that aren't looking for that at all. You know, who okay. who really want to get away from that old boys club, you know, the little clique, the high school cool kids or the, you know, where the, where the you know, whatever, you know, type of thing. 
you know, where, where it's honestly, and they, they do things, like a lot of the contests do anonymously. Yeah. They don't, you know, they, they, they have no idea who the writer is until they select the piece, which I think, all, I think all things like that should be done. When it's not done that way, then it's just an ego uh, pat for some elitist group. There's a way that I see that. Um, You're right. You are absolutely you know, right. And they're not and, all and that way, but there are definitely a lot of them that way. So uh, exactly. I'll get you some information. If send me a message. I'll get you some information on a place that – because it's really important to publish your work, to get you know single pieces and chat books, whatever it is you're working on, to start building yourself a writing resume for yourself. You know, so when you, when you post – you know, when you – do a collection of poetry for publication by traditional means and you send it to a publisher. You're able to send mm-hmm. them, these are the places I've been published, this is what I've been doing. And they know that, you know, you are somebody who wants a career in what you do. And they're not going to mess with a lot of people unless they're in you know, like a single publication type thing. With You know, they're not going to publish a manuscript to somebody's a, a collection of poetry if it's not somebody that's planning on making a career out of it. I mean, it's hard. You you know, you know, you can do anthologies and stuff. And we're going to do workshops yeah. on all that. You guys, I'll explain this better. But, you know, you you bring up a really good point, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I, I'm undaunted. I keep submitting. I'm about to submit to the Naomi Long Magic for the 10th year in a row. <laughs> but um, I, I want to thank you for the information. I'm going to read very this, this, first, this first poem that I wanted to read. Um, it's weird, you know. My my childhood has just been a great resource for poems. And when I was a kid growing up, I used to, you know, because when I was a kid, I was frail, I got picked on a lot, and all that stuff. But I found uh, a comfort zone in books. I was such a voracious. I was one of those weird kids that used to read the dictionary, you know. I was one of those kids that when I was in elementary school and junior high school I, and the teacher wanted you to read out loud, I didn't want to do it because I, I didn't want people to think that I was showing off. I was one of those kids, you know. But this mm-hmm. first poem uh, is entitled Bookshelf, and it's all about my world, you know, when I was a kid in books. It goes, um, a home for stories. Blankets of dust on some, the likes of Carol, Poe, and Hemingway, all within reach of 12-year-old me, whose feet were planted squarely, whose mind was planted elsewhere, in my room, just down the hall from the loving demons of our past. These travels along literary highways by fingers that struggled with the logic behind cleaning your room every day came to bear in places like Aesop's Fables and The Raven. And that's the end of that poem. I love that piece. Thank you. I love that Thank piece. You. And I love the, the part where, and I'm, it's not an exact quote, so forgive me, but where you said, you know, feet firmly and and mine elsewhere, mind elsewhere. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, that was I love that. that. That was me, man. <laughs> but books, books saved me as a kid. You know, they... You know, it's weird, you know, I, you know, as I got older, I grew to understand being literate, being passionate, loving to read and write is not something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I got a gut feeling I wasn't the only kid out there like that. No, you're exactly right, you know. 
I just, it just, and that, I, you, you know, know, I, I have really, to, I have to, when you, when you say something like that, I have to thank, I have to look back and be thankful of your teachers too. You had to have had some teacher at some point who, or someone in your life who taught you that love of knowledge. You know, that, that doesn't come overnight. Yeah. You know, so somebody's think, fingerprints um, built that in you. Well, I think um, um, my, uh, my mom was one of those people, a lot of pride. Uh, you know, she moved upstairs, but she had a lot of pride. And uh, see, I, I was, uh, my parents were children of the Great Depression. And mm-hmm. uh, those people, their self-worth was primarily centered around what they could do with their hands. You know what I mean? It was all about what you could do with your hands. And you know, I say, that, I say that all the time. Someone will sit there, I mean, sit there and talk about money and, you know, and it's gold. We need to get gold. And it's like, why? Gold is a freaking rock, people. Gold is a piece of yeah. rock. You're right. If something happens, right. it will not warm you up. It will not feed you. It will not clothe you. It will not protect your family. It is a piece of rock and a soft piece of rock at that. Our true currency, our true value comes with what we could create with our own two hands. I can do this. That's right. For That's you. Right. That's I right. can do this for you. That is our currency. What we can do is our currency. Unfortunately, a lot of us, uh, I see a lot of people who have lost that. I remember years ago, it was the year was 1994. It was January 17th. When I was in California, something happened. It was called the Northridge Earthquake. And just to, I'm going to piggyback on what you just said. I volunteered with the Red Cross to go into the epicenter of that earthquake, which was devastating. It was over, it was 7.1 on the Richter scale. And the aftershocks were every five minutes, it seemed like. And the San Fernando Valley is one of the playgrounds of the wealthy. You know, Southern California, you know, I grew up, you know, I used to cruise up and down Hollywood Boulevard as a teenager. Southern California was an interesting. It was an interesting place to be a teenager in the '60s and '70s. But when this earthquake hit, and I went in with the Red Cross boys, and we were with FEMA, I'll never forget. We had to go and get people off the streets. People were wandering around in shock on the streets of San, of San Fernando Valley. But this one lady we had to go get. She lived in a multi-million-dollar home. You could tell that home was beautiful. And you can tell she loved glass, but that earthquake tore her house to shreds. There was nothing but rubble, and she didn't want to leave the rubble. Her husband had just died. She was an elderly lady. But the one thing I learned from what happened to her, and I'm not saying that I was glad that it happened to her, but when tragedy strikes, the only thing left of value is the human spirit. That's mm-hmm. it. That woman, that woman had a necklace around her neck that probably cost more than the house I lived in. You could tell she was very affluent. But that earthquake, none of that meant anything. She cried in our arms when we had to take her out of that, from that place because, you know, the, they marked the buildings. Red, you can't go in the building. Uh, green, you could. Yellow with caution. They had the buildings marked like that. But to make a long mm-hmm. story short, I learned so much from that about the human spirit. I just, it, just, it just took my breath and my heart away. But you know, those kinds of things are fertile ground for me as a poet because, you know, we, as human beings, we all get angry sometimes. We're very happy. 
But what I found about my poetry, and then I'm going to read my second poem, is that when I can turn that first initial raw emotion, when I can turn it into irony, that seems to be the poems that people like the best. But my problem is I'm not a master at it. It seems like it happens by accident. <laughs> you know, I'm not a master <laughs> at it, but I can tell, I can tell irony is the monosodium glutamate of writing. People, they don't know it. I mean, if you ask them to explain it, they couldn't explain it. But as now that I'm on the other end, I'm the one writing it. I could see it with my own eyes. Irony is a powerful thing. It is. Yes. Very powerful. And let me read this this second one for you. I, I just, I, you know, when I when I was cruising because I, I haven't been on Blog Talk Radio in a while, and I was cruising through trying to find something to do with poetry, and I stuck my head into your program, and what made me stay and call in was you because you're so engaging, and I love that because you know poets, you got to be engaging to a poet, otherwise we just we just we just disappear. <laughs> you got to be engaging <laughs> with us. But 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 this last this last poem. Um, let's see. Uh, this last poem is uh, is about uh, an old flame. Uh, uh, we recently, you know, she's in California. I'm here, but we recently reconnected on Facebook, and there's a possibility of me going out there to see her again. But this poem is entitled "Return to Amuse." My heart has come up missing. The search shall continue long into this life. Dire angst forces me to pause in the midst of yearning. I think of you not for the pleasure of a clandestine rendezvous. No, not the shallow ego of my loins. The perception that you will answer when I call brings me back to the caress of your fingers through my hair your eyes softly in mine, the nooks and corners that gave us refuge, these etched mementos, some dog-eared, some new. And that's the end of that poem. I love that, some dog, some new. Great, great finish on that. Very strong. I, 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 I re-edited. I, that's another thing about poetry, man. I have to hit myself on the hand and stop the rewriting process. I mean, I'll beat a poem to death, man. <laughs> I swear I will, man. <laughs> but I, I'm I know. Lot. I hear I'm people all the time lot. say, I never edit. I, the way I write something, that's just the way it is, and I never edit. And I'm a firm believer in editing. I think that everybody needs uh-huh. to go back and take out some trash words and, and, and tighten up some lines and, you know, clean up their imagery and things like that. I, I'm a firm yeah. believer in editing. But I, I'm the exact same way. Every time I read something, I'll change a word or I'll move something over there or move something over. I wrote yeah. like a 27. I was sitting in DMV. And, or was it? What was it? Um, jury duty. No, it was a DMV. Oh, okay. It was a DMV. Okay. I was sitting in the DMV and I wrote a 27-page free verse poem. And when really? I was done editing, when I was done editing, it was 20 or 20. No, 27 page. Yeah, 27 page free verse poem. When I was done editing, it was 12 lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, but, but there's a know, little you know more I can those say about. A little more. <laughs> yeah. Those it's are the fun. best poems. Yeah. Oh, oh, please. Oh, man, I, I, I am right there with you. I mean, it just it just seems like I, I've, I've written up to like three or four pages in my notebook, 
just to get 17 lines. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, you know, but, but, but I think what it is too, though, now you, you, you correct me if I'm wrong. One of the reasons why you and I are like that is because we read poetry, you know, the, the mm-hmm. classics of other people. I know that's the reason why I'm like that. Is that the same with you? I think so, and I think it, I think a yeah. lot of it comes too from my I I really want to be able to touch someone emotionally. You know, yeah. I really oh, yeah. want I I, oh, yeah. I look at the world differently, and I write because I want the world to see the way I see it. And every time oh, yeah. I try to explain it, I can't. I get all tongue twisted and turned upside down oh. and backwards, and and I know they yeah. don't get it, so I keep talking and keep trying to explaining. So when yeah. I write it down, I can get it all down and uncomplicate it and put it out there in a yeah. way that makes sense, you know, or they're never going to understand me. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's funny because when I was doing songwriting, songwriting has affected my poetry tremendously. You know, it's, it's you know, I, I can remember, you know, I've always been of the notion that the right book can change your life. And I came across a book in 1991, when I made up my mind to be a, a lyricist, it's called The Craft of Lyric Writing by Sheila Davis. Now, it was about lyric writing, but it really, really, really leaned heavily on the creative process itself. You know how, until I read that book, I didn't realize we have two brains. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought we just had one, you know, but, you know, there's the right side of the brain that does certain functions. And then the left side of the brain does other functions. And we as human beings have the ability to shift back and forth at will between these. I, 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 I didn't know nothing about all that. But, man, that book by Sheila Davis, it changed the way, it changed the way I look at people. It changed mm-hmm. the, way, the, the way I went about my lyric writing. And then when I drifted over into poetry, some of the things she spoke of are still with me when I write poetry. And I think... That's the reason why I write poetry the way I do, is because of the influence of that book. But, but I, I will debate with anyone. The right book will change your life. I absolutely agree. Now, I have to tell you this. You've probably gotten one of the greatest compliments that could ever, ever be given to anyone ever on this show. And you're new to the show, so you're not going to understand what this means. But everybody listening will. All right? So one of our regular callers... Vicky Oladeji, Mama, okay. is in line behind you. And usually okay. I get messages saying, will you tell everyone to please stop talking so much and get on with the callers, get on with the callers, right? You know, okay. she's, she's always telling us, you know, don't talk so long. <laughs> There's people waiting in line. I didn't right. get that message from her with you and I talking. Instead, oh. I get a message from Vicky Aqua saying, please get his info. In capital letters. <laughs> that is the biggest compliment anyone's ever been given, I think. <laughs> really? Her name is Vicky? Yeah, she's not yelling at us for talking. She's a capital letter yelling at me to get your info for her because she wants to wants to network, I guess. Yes. And, and Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell Vicky, tell Vicky I said thank you. Vicky, he says she's listening, honey. Okay. Oh, okay. Vicky, hi, Vicky. <laughs> thank you, Vicky. Oh, and, and, and you guys can find me. You can find me at um, poetrysoup.com, and this, just, you know, type in Richard Evans, E-V-A-N-S, at poetrysoup.com. 
And are you on Facebook at all? Yes, I'm on Facebook too. Yes, I am. Yes. Under Richard Evans. Okay. Under Richard Evans. All right. Are you on my on my uh, on my page on Facebook? No, I'm not. I want to get on there. All right. And it's Nyla. You can find me on Nyla N Y L A, New York, Los Angeles, N Y L A, Alicia A L I S I A. Okay. And let's see. And then Vicky, look under Richard Evans. Fantastic job. Great debut to the show. I think that you should uh, consider putting together a workshop with us. I've really had fun, and you've got a lot of information to share. So uh, I'm really glad you're part of our family now, and I'm really hoping you'll come back and share more with us. And you're you're on, this is Thursday night, so you're on every Thursday night. Yes, we are. Okay, I will definitely be back, Nyla. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. You did a great job. Thank you so much, and you guys be blessed. Bye, Vicki. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from uh, our Skype caller. Skype caller, are you with me? I am, yes. <laughs> How are you doing today? I always, Even though I know it's you, I always have to say Skype caller just in case I'm wrong. Then I feel so dumb. These are all occasion when Sai gets on as well. I so what's up with you, my dear? Pieces that you didn't choose. Um, nothing much. I'm just waiting for my dog's coming back off all of She's uh, had a week away with her mother. So I'll get her back tomorrow and I can't wait. Um, I, I brought back the pieces that I didn't get to read last week when you chose the other ones. Um, they are like most things with me, rather short. Having a I little bit of hard right time hearing pieces. you, love. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know the right short pieces, you know, but these uh-huh. are incredible short for me. Uh, and I'm going to start with Chanting Your Heart. If I could dream perfection, I'd make it look like you. From head to toe and in between nothing could come close to. I'd give it your cute smile, your soft and loving eyes, a beauty so breathtaking no one could deny. I can't choose whether it is bliss or sin, but either way I can't resist. You are a chance of a dream come true that cannot be missed. End peace. That was so beautiful and so endearing. I love that one, sweetheart. Uh, I, I seem to have a, a way with writing about love, but not actually uh, living it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that perfect love inside your head. Yeah. You know, don't ever it's give up be. that image that you believe in because it can be real. It can. Oh no, I, I, I don't. I see the world my way and my way only. <laughs> um, my next piece is called "A Search for Another Beauty." A thousand miles I would travel to find a beauty that comes close to yours, wherever it may be, 
I'd search the world high and low in hope to find a match for what I leave behind. In the end, I would have to come back before the darkness that sweeps over my heart turns it to black. Because there is nothing in this world, or so it seems to me, that could compare to the beauty I admire when you're stood before me. And peace. Amazing. I am so glad. You know, you had to fight to be here tonight. You've been kicked off the line so many times, <laughs> called in, called back in, called back in, jumped in and out of the lineup, and you've just been a trooper. And it's like, what time? what time is it there right now? It's quarter to three in the morning. Yeah, quarter to three in the morning, and you're sitting over there on the other side of the big puddle, you know, sharing poetry with us and calling that. I mean, it was a struggle. I just want you to know how much I absolutely, you have no idea how much that means to me and appreciate seeing you sitting there and going through that tonight just so you could spend some time with us. That That's flipping awesome. I'm going to do my best to I get appreciate you. <laughs> just appreciate you so much, love. You're brilliant. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I have actually had one of the uh, nicest compliments on a piece of my work this week, which is the piece that you said um, you wanted me to record for you. And I put it up on my All Poetry page. Mm-hmm. And someone said that on the first time of reading it, they then had to go back and read it three or four times. They just couldn't stop. <laughs> See, isn't that wonderful? I told you that was a great piece. Isn't it wonderful when you get I mean, feedback it, like that and you know that you've that someone's got it? it? It was probably one of the strangest edits of my writing time because I've gone from a piece that was literally written to be read to a piece that I'm changing to be spoken. Mm-hmm. And... It all felt very confusing at the time, but now it's been read and enjoyed more with someone reading it than it was the first time it was written. It was written to be read. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Amazing. It does change when we, you know, there there is a difference between the two, but I think that a lot of times if it's well done that doing it the second time like you're talking about really adds something to it because it makes it very personal. It makes it like a conversation in that person's brain when you're reading it to be read out loud. When you write it to be read out loud. You know, when it's well written, it's like when someone reads it, it's like you're inside their head talking to them. So, and it's nice to know when you do that, which is obviously what happened with that lady. So that's fantastic. That's a great compliment. Good job. Thank you very much. Uh, I can be found on Facebook at Colin Kennedy Hume uh, and on Twitter at Kennedy Hume and if anybody would like to go onto my All Poetry page I'll put the link on your page on Facebook because I can't remember what I've actually put it down as. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right, sweetheart. Absolutely perfect. And we will talk to you next week. Hopefully you won't have such an issue getting in. I'll keep my fingers crossed. All right. Thanks, hon. Thank you very much. Speak to you later. All right. 
So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the uh, lineup next week caller so you kind of know where you're at. We have uh, 714, then we have 216, and then 585. I do want to let area code 951 and area code 609 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on the air, just press 1 and we will be able to bring you on. Let's go ahead right now and we're going to grab 714. 714, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Jacqueline. How are you doing? Hey, Jacqueline. It's been a while. How are you, sweetheart? It has been, hasn't it? I'm doing good. Thank you. And yourself? I'm doing absolutely incredible. I'm having a blast tonight. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good show. Enjoyed the gentleman before and the last one. Well, all. As all. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what, what have you been up to? What's been inspiring you in your life? And uh, oh what you bring God. us tonight? Um, oh, I've been up to just a lot of stuff. I mean, really a lot of traveling, uh, health getting over colds and my whole household going in circles with stuff like that. But um, otherwise, I've been doing great. Everything's been good. Um, But I'm going to read something. It's called um, Independent Career Woman versus Wifey. It's a little long, so uh, you might want to grab a bucket of popcorn or something. (laughs) Okay. Suds in the sink, just about to wash some dishes. She got my attention, so I tuned in, put down my towel, and I stepped out of the kitchen. This is really when I should have stopped listening, since I was already busy cleaning and cooking. Now she got me thinking, in between stirring my pots, suds busting hands elbow deep, and just like that, I ceased. I sat down real slow, not certain if I heard what I heard. I needed to be sure I heard what I heard. This little girl had some serious courage with stainless steel nerves. She blurted out, yeah, you got a fancy career, but you ain't got no man, though. Probably snuggled up at night holding your degree. That's all you got. You ain't going to never be wifey. Curiosity got the best of me. I poured myself a cup of coffee, and I took a seat. After five minutes in, my coffee got spiked twice. Ears perked. I was too alert to hear this. Hello? Mm -hmm. Hello? Go ahead. I was too alert to, I'm sorry, my phone. I was too alert to hear this. Proud as she wants to be. It was said as if being wifey, the better half, is queen, a proud spouse, the chosen one, is the first place prize the key to having self-esteem. You rubbed me wrong and struck a nerve, but not exactly pissed. Was there something to this that I missed since I'm acting all vulnerable? Still, I'm determined to remain unemotional. Truly convinced, no words meant, she gave more marching orders, points stressed. It is a declaration of his devotion to be worn as a badge of honor. He chose you to wear his ring. Therefore, Queens needs to be servants to their king. I took another sip and I thought about the day before. That was yesterday when I mopped floors, decluttered drawers, went to five different grocery stores with a stack of clipped coupons to save a few dollars. 
came home in an orderly fashion, purchases put away, laundry in the washer. But this self-appointed expert knows what it takes to secure the bag. And if you are not doing it her way, then what she got can't be had. I mean, it only took seven years of being the giving tree. Service with a smile for free, whatever it took. Baby girl had done too much, always ready to demonstrate her skill set. I mean, it only took seven years before finally receiving some benefits. Now, in her professional wifey opinion, she knows everything it takes to have a happy union. There was no holding back her wifely tips. Advice poured out of her mouth about all things related to relationships. The only thing so far that made sense, she said, every man wants his woman to be soft, feminine, and dainty, and above all else, nurture his masculine energy. Now, on this point, I will agree. It was everything else said before that. And soon a question from the audience challenged her to ask, where did you get your facts? Is your advice based on your personal DIY marriage hack? I mean, that was funny. I had to giggle. Initially, I I felt all kinds of prickly listening to her arrogant quibble. Then I remembered a few things, and I got over her quickly. Barely 30 and and only two years of matrimony. Give it another 20, then come talk to me, and I can guarantee she will be speaking differently after she gets yanked out of her fantasy into the real world classroom where we all had to learn. I mean, nobody is that special, and at some point, we all get burned. So all rolled into one, here are a few lessons, numbers one, two, and three. Commitments come with a cost, and happy is not free. Eventually, the itemized invoice arrives as a debt to collect, and it will demand you pay. It will take your body, your beauty, and your youth as collateral. But right now, though, she is the self-appointed wifey guru who can show all of us the way. Loving her man and her position, confidently critical of women's independence. But as I said before, she got me to thinking, and here I am wondering, where would I be had I stayed in the trenches, clawing in corporate America, clawing, in, clawing up in corporate America, bumping my head on the glass ceiling? I mean, I used to be a badass boss lady wearing four-inch Prada pumps, closing deals, discussing mergers and acquisitions in a sleek boardroom restaurant, signing contracts over lunch. Hmm, I digress. This is now and that was then. Either way, it is still a win, and I don't really care where you start. What I care about is where you end. Independent, career woman, or wifey is still putting in work. Therefore, big and proper respect is the least the job deserves. To the women who are doing it big and to the women who are working multiple jobs, still holding it down at home, paying bills, taking care of kids alone, hold on to your crown and claim your throne. There's nothing wrong with being wifey, wifey with kids, wifey with kids and a job paid with a check. Hardworking women are all doing their best. But to this I can attest, added to a big check equals more stress, with some masculine undercurrents pulsating behind your breath. Now, two empty cups of something spiked with coffee, feeling pretty good with a better attitude. I finished doing what I had to do. I made the bed, sheets smelling linen fresh. I vacuumed the floors, got myself dressed. Now I'm out the door to conversate, nibble on some grapes, sip glasses of Sangiovese, and relax at the winery till four then head to the spa for a mani and pedicure. 
And to the young lady living in bliss, you should have held on to your comments at least until after the results came in. With the card in his hand, Maury reads, 99.9% DNA says the baby is his. What? Silent as a church mouse with nothing to say, you just got bagged with a bag of pain attached to your cubic zirconia ring, but she got 18 years of child support from your trophy king in coin. Wow. Talk about looking at all sides of reality. That was incredible. Thank you. You are very welcome. That was so powerful on all fronts. Well, thank you. You are very, very welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We like it when you come here and do that. Thank you. Try not to be a stranger. You know, I know everybody has lives, but the cafe is kind of like home. You know, my kids all find their way home eventually. You know, we we all end up coming back for coffee at some point. (laughs) Yeah, I've been in uh, Santa Fe a lot, back and forth, uh, you know, with work and uh, and in Texas. My mother's health hasn't been the best, so, you know, just Mm -hmm. back and forth and just, yeah, just been real busy. And just know you're important to us, and when you're not here, you still are, and we miss you, okay? Well, thank you, Nyla. I miss being here, so I'm glad to have been here tonight, been able to make it, so. Well, do me a All favor, right. sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love. You know what? I really don't have a spot. <laughs> your, um, um, the Speakeasy Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> that works. You can find her that's, exclusively that's here, folks. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. You thank you so I much. I, I am working on creating a website for um, new poets who um, just want to get their stuff out there. I've, I have been frequenting um, like uh, some some uh, speakeasy lounges and and whatnot, and I've done a few interviews with some of the uh, the poets and. So once I get it up and running, it'll, it'll be called Poetic Expressions. That's um, Poetic uh, X P R E S S H U N S. Um, and just just uh, have a variety of different uh, poets, new poets, old poets um, featured on there with a blog. So um, that's what that's one of the things I have going on. It's not complete, but it's in, in the works. So I'll put that out there. That is awesome. Let us know as soon as that's up and uh, post the heck of it on my page. Okay, I will. I will. Okay. Thank you for that. And I will talk to you next week, I hope. As All right, I hun. Say, we'll talk to you then. Quick, quick, don't <laughs> All right. <laughs> exactly. Good night, hun. All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. Mama, you are on the air. <laughs> yes, I'm on the air. I've been frantically looking for Richard. I can't find him. <laughs> I found him on, I found him on um, Poetry Soup because I'm on there too, uh, under Vicky Aqua. I, I followed him, and I've been looking for him. I don't see anybody. 
And I found your, uh, I found it seven. on Facebook, but there's like seven or eight of them. I don't know which one's right, the right one. So well, he's the one that should be. The, he should be the one that's in um, uh, Texas. He said I, I don't see any, uh, in anybody that looks like his face. His uh, poetry suit picture looks different, so you might want to open his blind and see can we get more information. And um, you just want to talk to him, but he's already hung up. <laughs> no, I you slid that in really well, Mom. That was smooth. I just wanted to get more information because I was really looking for him. And uh, even if he hung up, I don't know if he knows how to listen online. So I hope he didn't hang up and not listen because he needs to um, find you and send him, you his information so you can give it to us. But um, I um, had saw a beautiful picture of your favorite lad, which is. Um, written in pain, and so mm-hmm. I use it because it's very hard to find a picture of him laughing. <laughs> you know, he used, when I first people. met him, he wouldn't show, he'd only show the top of his, his head face. because he didn't think he was a very good-looking guy. That's a good-looking guy. Well, that's, not, that's not the reason, but he didn't never show his face. He was always, like, in mourning with a black hood over his face, but... I found no, when I talked to him on the phone, it's because he told me he didn't think he was good looking. He was probably just wanting me to tell yeah. me he was. He's I'm on to him. Tell me I'm handsome, person. Nyla. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I sent it to you. Uh, it's on your thing if you want to see it. It's got a big picture of him laughing. And the name of the piece is called When Laughter Falls on God's Ears. And uh, I wrote the poem a while back, but that was just a perfect picture to put, put there. So that's the one I'm going to read. Okay. And once again, it's called When Laughter Falls on God's Ears. Today I was reminded that God still happens. Despite it all, God still happens. No dogs barking on this still solemn Monday. No birds tweeting. No motor cars passing, just a stillness and the soft rustle of the wind. Trees danced gently and bowed gracefully to the calm, and out of the calm came a big, bellowing burst of laughter. It resounded throughout the neighborhood like a healing medicine from God. Someone sweet him with a compliment? Had he experienced a feeling of joy watching his daughter's first successful bike riding attempt? Had his son repeated something so profound that it tickled him into feeling happily alive? Oh, I don't know, but yes, I bear witness to hearing a black man laughed today. Today, I was reminded that the supreme being is still supreme. A bird flew towards the sky. The clouds uncovered the sun to meet his laughter and rendered him its own blessing. I grabbed a pen to write freely as to what I observed, and I was tickled by his tickle. I was tickled as I heard this black man laugh. He tickled us all with his laugh. 
he tickled myself, the sun, and God. Not seemingly, but for sure. The sky became bluer. The sun was mild, allowing us all a reprieve from the summer's unyielding heat. This day has shown indescribable beauty. Restoring my hope, restoring my faith when he louded out that laugh. Peace settled in the atmosphere. Circled the residential neighborhood on a very solemn Monday. A black man laughed aloud in 2016. Oh, what music rippled in his laugh. Touching the innermost places of joy. Reminding us that God is still on the throne. For whom else could make a black man laugh in America? Now that we know God still happens, we can trust him to make our perfect days. We can trust him to allow us to laugh again wholeheartedly. And this prose poem beats out all other poems that sat in the corner of my room in crates for 45 years. And it takes preference on my pages. Today, a black man's laughter brought me peace, love, and joy. When I happened to hear a black man laughing, it was like a sign that God is speaking, washing my heart clean of grief and sadness, reminding me that despite all that has happened, God is still happening. And when a black man is laughing loudly in America, it means God has shown up today. A black man's laughter has declared victory over all of our earthly enemies. And on this beautiful day, I've been assured that God is still happening in peace. Has he seen that yet? I know. I put it on the page. I don't know if he saw it or not. That's yeah. awesome. I was reading along with it and just commented. I have to quick comment on it for you. While you were oh, reading, that you. is that is awesome. Great piece of uh, writing, Mama. Thank you. And um, I had put a short one on your page last week about uh, Kai's laughter. <laughs> so it was just ironic the day I saw him laughing. And my daughter, when she laughs, she she laughs until she cries. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a real, yeah. I put that on your page last week. So I'm reading this one for Richard. The second one It's called "Don't Pay That No Attention." It's on Facebook and it's also on, on Poetry Soup. So um, it he reminded me <clears throat> of following Dunbar because of his struggle and his love of poetry. Now, Paul Lawrence Dunbar was the first black poet laureate of the United States of America, and he spoke in dialect, and he also wrote poems in proper English. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of Paul Lawrence Dunbar, I have written this one in dialect, and it's called Don't Pay That No Tension. Can I speak in dialect like my great-grandmother? 
they call me crazy because I love to distort the anguish. They call me ignorant because I love my pigeons, love the broken anguish and the patois. They laughed at me and said, learn to speak the language. I laughed at them and think, you don't speak well the language yourself. But can I speak in dialect? Like my cousins in the marketplace, like my grandfather who could fix anything that was broken. Only his broken anguish he could never have fixed. See, I know their Bible, and I know the words he say. Me, I could use them quite grandiloquently and proper. Could speak well if I choose to, but sometimes I had an order. If as I do, they will call me uppity and highfalutin. They will say, I've been reading and pretending, thinking I was better. But I don't pay that no attention. Pay attention to the beauty of my unique expression. The importance of my lesson. But I give you metaphors of African wisdom and my ancestors when I speak. I give you a peek into the depth of my tongue. Ignore the speech and reach for the reason why I tell you this here fault. I break all the rules and they sound like I speak geeky. Not that I'm a fool, but I just love breaking their rules. But as they say, some things are sacred, so I act dumb to catch wise. And ain't they surprised when my actions show my level of skills as I perform on stages and rant my rages? See, I can speak in dialect like my forefathers. Yes, I can. It's my own way of holding on to what we created out of this bastard language called anguish. But if you think I'm stupid and dumb, you must be stupid and dumb. Because where I come from, we need our we needed our codes to survive the cold, to survive the abuse. Weren't no use in speaking proper order when your intentions was to run for freedom's border. But when you take a check and recollect, you may see and may agree that we drops rap in your lap. And all that dialect now gets respect. So can I speak in dialect? Yes. Like I'm supposed to do. This defiant language we created for you planted it in you as you grew. Funny parts aren't so funny because things also so-called proper folks is now speaking this way too. Anyway, about them other folks. It's like we the art and they is life imitating. The way it goes, I'm going to run my mouth. Because there is a a right way to speak English wrong, right? So just tell the truth and shame the devil. Because they ain't, they don't get it right. They say a good imitation is flattery, though, but I feel they are no good at doing me so. I speak to you in dialect, children. Rap, patois, hip-hop, 
pigeon, broken English, if you will. But just do it till you feel it in your bones. Keep creating the language of your own when these people call you crazy. Show them your paper. Tell them to keep a trying to catch the vapors of our dialect. And remember, when they try to diss you, they really want to be like you. So miss me with the dissing. My feet you should be kissing. Dialectical talk is the language of our African soul. We used it in the days of old. So express yourself in broken anguish and go on with your bad self. Say it loud and get on down. Salute James Brown and Bob Marley and other two numerous dimensions. To all them who want to be hotty toddy, they ain't nobody. Pay them no attention. Yes, I can speak in dialect. Of course I can. Can you? Can you? Fantastic lesson in history. Fantastic piece of writing. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, my- Mama. From my muse, Paulin Dunbar, who was like, what I read was passed down from my grandmother to my mother to me. That's incredible. He did not have a PhD. Mm-mm. No, I, 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 people should really read his story, you know, if you're not familiar with him. Yeah, it's it's uh, and his, yeah, and his work, his complete works, um, his he's he's just great. Oh, Sean, I know Sean likes that, so he's he's trying to contact me. So let me go see what my baby Sean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sean. All right, all right, all right. Love you and thank you. Keep up the good work. Your show is really just a joy to all of us boys, and we're getting stronger and um, learning how to be patient. So. <laughs> How'd you like telling him he had the best compliment ever? <laughs> that was cool, but uh, you know me. That's the only. That's I know. The first and last time he'll get. You know, that's the first and last time he'll get away with that. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, Mama. Bye-bye. I love you, honey. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, that's Vicky with an I Aqua on Facebook. Go check her out. Mama, as we all call her very respectfully. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Hi, this is Sean. How are you? We were just talking about you. Yeah, I, I, I heard. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Um, I got... Let's see if this one is called um, Poss- Possibility is Like Money. All right. Okay. Possibility. You see, there is that pure flow that goes forever throughout everything, bringing peace to the world, it could be through money as possibility that you can be truly, I can be truly living 
that way instead of going away from that purity that resides in flowing nature itself. I need to be that never ignorant getting goals accomplished. As Tupac Shakur had said before, because there is so much that needs to be revitalized in this world today with that possibility that can be like money. There is too much pain. There is too much stress, too much agony, yes, too little support for the right peoples who need it to avoid all of the pain any longer. The horizon of success and truth rises with more awareness of self and allowing the capability of change to flow through you. That possibility of trillions or more is not only real, it is possible as well instantaneously if we can know these numbers today. You see, speculation is a tool in the finances today, but it's all just possibility when we really think of money as energy simply because the banks do. So why can't we and make it true? The future of a commodity is like a pen just writing so effortlessly across the lines of poetry or what is literary, you understand it's all possibility and it can be like your current of the sea, that currency that you take out of your wallet every day, all the time, so effortlessly, right? You could see it in an Abraham Lincoln penny because possibility is like your money, is like money, was truth can value far exceed these limited ways? I say yes, absolutely. Just like the darkness can bring you light every single day, that's what brings it to you truthfully. So it's all in that possibility. So let's stop thinking of just numbers as being something that can be limiting to us. It can be something that can be helping us truthfully because possibility is like money. It can go from what is tiny to what is grandiose and what is infinity. But then you have to bring it back to the balanced state, which is your heart at stake. That balanced state which is your heart that is at stake. Are you passionate and compassionate for what you believe in? If it's true, it's possibility. And we can bring this into reality through our breathing and our healthy ways. You see? So let's flow like the waters do. Let's be like the winds. Let's be like the sun. They call it alternative energy. I call it us as eternity. The people together flowing so freely. 
just like the money as a source of energy. It's just an analogy, so let's use it like a possibility. Possibility. Oh, yes, let's flow. Let's just flow with that pureness. Let's flow and flow. (laughs) You make the the math adulting side of it sound almost fun, Sean. (laughs) That's what what I'm trying to do. (laughs) You know, this is how, this is, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I have never balanced my checkbook. I always just made sure I had more money in it than I was spending. But I've never once in my life balanced my checkbook. Is that not a horrifying thought? Yeah, I mean it's it's always the hardest thing. I mean, but like, but that's the thing. Like, we take we take everything so seriously sometimes that we don't realize that even as writers, what's that thing you're using? The mental. And even mm-hmm. in, with ancient Egypt, since we're praising um, black people in, in February, we should know they're, what they said, all is mind, the world is mental, right? Mm-hmm. So when you really, when you think about that, um, you, we can recreate a lot of what is in the world right now through our minds. And when we do that, um, we're bringing energy back to the world. And, and that's what I'm trying to say is like, it's like the current of the sea. Cause you say current sea, right? The current mm-hmm. of the sea, the, the water just keeps flowing. So does the, so, so do transactions across the world. And it's all, it's just like another energy. So it can be gold. It can be uh, computers it can be it can be anything that that you we make it into and that's part of the fun of the game of life is we can we can make things um uh something to to work with and and, and we can recreate it because we have an imagination through our minds mm. you know and that's the beauty of it too so that's that's what i'm trying to get at yeah um, absolutely fantastic yeah. job Sean Yep, you're you're welcome. I am I'm on script dot com slash SKL two thousand and twelve. Uh, the purity of the flow Facebook Sean Lebel and um let's see I am the solution on SoundCloud. That's that's it. Yes, you are. All right. And thanks so much. Great job, Sean. Thanks. Have a a great night. You too, hon. Bye-bye. Our next caller comes from 832. 832, you were on the air. Hello. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> Not a whole lot. How are you doing, sweetheart? Sorry, I had a, a mouthful of um, a chicken sandwich. Yum. 
I hope you brought Ooh, enough Lord. for everybody. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's <laughs> it. I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> that's just mean. You're mean, I say. You know how I get hungry on this show. <clears throat> Why is I think that you egg? do know that because you, out of more than anybody else I know, you bring up food more than anyone I know. It's dinner time for me. What can I say? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, sweetie. I'm, I'm sorry. You did you just call in and tease me? You introduce yourself <laughs> to everyone, love. <laughs> who, who am I? Uh, who am I? My name is Charles Seabury Banks. That's me. <laughs> Hello, Sean. I saw you, Sean, over there. I saw you, Sean. I saw you, Vicky Wakwa Agwa. I saw you, Vicky Wakwa, trying to steal my poet that I love. I, hey, hey, don't do that, Vicky. <laughs> the Clash of the Titans. <laughs> oh, oh. I oh, my God. I just tried to imagine right. you and Mom in an actual argument. I could not picture you and Vicky in, a, in an actual argument. I would, I would laugh. I'd be sitting there. You guys would just be mad, and I'd just be sitting there laughing my butt off. It would be so funny, the two of you together. Yes. Maybe you guys I, should get I, together and write an ang- angry collab. Yeah, she got mad at me because I started flirting with her, so she was mad. <laughs> uh oh. I got her. You flirt with life. You flirt with life. <laughs> You're just that way. Uh, well, yeah. At that at that point, I was flirting with with Vicky Aqua, Mama Cito. Yeah, Mama Cito. She's gonna get mad at me because I call her Mama Cito. But hey, Vicky, Mama, <laughs> Mama O, Mama O, Mama O, Mama O. That's my mama. She's your Be careful. She's, that's what you're saying. She's the milk. That's what you're saying. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, that's my mama. <laughs> Don't mess with the mama. Don't Don't mess with the mama. <laughs> Don't, Don't mess with your mama. No, nah, that, uh, that's not what I said. That's what I said. But, hey, uh, I guess I got to do a poem so the other poets don't start hanging up because I'll be talking too long and stuff. So, yes. And would do a poem. Let, let me know what I. Hey, I got one for Black Black uh, um, uh, Black History Month. It's the last day, so TikTok TikTok time is closed. Wait a minute, I got time. Yeah, it's just ten thirty here. So hello, gonna do a Black History poem. Yes, you may. Am I? Am I anybody here? Oh, okay. Uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, here it is. This one I wrote a, a few years ago, but hey, it's good. It's Blackness Born. I don't know if I read this before. Blackness Born. <clears throat> we must regress to progress. Adaptable minds take some time, reverse it to find blackness reborn in the pre-sentence. So let's go back. Back to black. Is the hands on the clock back step before the first black president? Tick. Before 
Soul Train and James Brown hit the pavement talk. Before Soul Train and James Brown talk. Before slavery affected an entire race clock. Before civilization was civilized. Click. Before black cavemen looked up with stars in their eyes. Question that. Rock. Before sons and worlds were born, dreadlock, before the universe was torn between dark and light, shock. Blackness was there, no clock everywhere, deadlock. Ages would pass in the lonely black expanse. So in need of blackness created a woman and a man who loved their Blackness love their life. Black feet to stand on black colored land. These mountains, these trees, seas, oceans, streams filled with black beings. Black love created the firstborn from a black womb. Built upon her, the race would flourish. Built upon civil lives, blackness would perish. Blackness reborn again and again. Now in our presentence, be blackness. For black is not a color but a state. Bold blackness, bright blackness, educate blackness, rainbow blackness, shine on with blackness. Include all in blackness. For we are all born from it. Thank you for listening. I loved it, Charles. Thank you. I'm really glad you got in tonight to read that piece. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Do I do two? You are welcome. What, what I do? Go ahead. You get into two. Huh? Okay, I'll do we can still long do two as long up. as they're quick. Okay, okay, here you go. <laughs> Nyla. Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Wayward bound. I got black feet. Walk with cold blue blood. From the richest hood where steps save as serve as tables and chairs, park benches, bus stops for sleeping. I live on the edge, the cut, the corner, the curb, the alley, the street, anywhere warm. Walk the roads looking for hands out to eat everything that feeds my and me needs. Stands a intersection, hold my can you spare some? What you got some, ma'am? With dirty, scarred hands, I reach windows roll before I can speak. Please, and I need something to eat. And I hit myself, speak to myself, beat myself, cut myself. I'm trying to kill myself. Drink myself, no help myself, 
those that profit be gone. I drift now and then to an empty fog. Myself, the cause and effect of circumstance beyond those controls. Blank look when I'm told to move on. And I, and me, and she, yes, she, yes, she, got to bed any man to have somewhere to rest, a soft bed, a bath, and soon. She's got to leave, and cold greets her, and stares to feed her, and along with her bottle for her home. And she, and I, and they, and those need a home, a purpose, a way, one time, some help, and a settled thought, and shown love. Thanks for listening. Fantastic job tonight. That was absolutely uh, incredible. Home run. Thank you, bro. Did you say bro? Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Love to you, Naya. Love to you. Love to you, Charles. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll call it with a cheeseburger in my mouth. That's me. Oh, tell everyone how to find you, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, Charles C.B. Banks, Facebook. I'm on there, and I'm in uh, what city I'm in? Uh, Webster, near Rochester, New York. I'll be at the public forum just high shouting out, Greasy hamburgers here, greasy hamburgers. Get your bag of greasy hamburgers right. <laughs> Bye, Charles. I know. Have a good one. You too, sweetheart. All right. So we've got 26 minutes left in the show. And we have uh, 770. You are not in the lineup. If you wanted to come in the lineup, please press 1 so I'll know you want to come on. We still have five callers to go before the end of the show, so I want to try to get you all on as quickly as possible. Uh, So you can still do two palms. I don't want to break it this late in the show, but if they're, if you do two, make them real short ones or just one normal one, okay, so I can make sure I can get everybody on tonight. Let's go ahead and bring on 256. 256, you're on the air. Oh, my goodness, we're in such a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Wow. Was I talking well, fast? Alabama. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've been all over the place today. Yeah? What's been going on? Uh, well, uh, I caught uh, some time and, and did a little interview with uh, Hollywoods on uh, Barbara Arantrue's, uh Stories from the Pages, or Tales from the Page, which is like an interview show for poets and writers and such. That's awesome. And then... Uh, I got to catch the uh a part of the uh revolutionary poetry uh get together where we ended up having quite a discussion before we got to poetry. The poetry was limited to a speed round and then it was over. But it was quite a good discussion. And now I'm here on Myla Elisa Speakeasy Cafe. Where you are most welcome and most Anticipated with held breath. Ah, 
Ah, well, I'm glad you didn't say bated breath because I'd be asking you to get that worm off your tongue. <laughs> That's a secret to fishing, kissing the worm. First worm oh, of the I season. Yep. That. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'll just take my chances. Uh, <laughs> just, you know. Anyway. Oh, what'd you I bring us, hon? I did homework. I did. I went and did homework. That makes me very, very happy. I combined two. You know, you wanted me, you caught me with that end of the world thing. The homework. Yep, I remember that one. And, of course, the actual homework was on that note. Exactly. I think I think it was George that gave you that homework, though, the end of the world. I was reading oh, his quote at it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I combined them. <laughs> so this is for that on that note and for George. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the waning hours, human, that this broadcast makes its way to you. Seems the tipping point we feared to reach unfortunately appears we have breached, and the debt to Mother Nature has come due. Far back as the 70s, warnings went unheeded when science and common sense were needed, and windows of time when we had a chance to change. The winds of change have now intensified beyond control of corporate or government lies, and greed and avarice run rampant and off the range. Seems the rising, the seas are rising without hesitation. Weather patterns now have changed their direction. And planets speeding past the tipping point, no joke. So as we argue profit lines versus humanity, we travel closer to our self-induced entropy. On that note, what's left to say but that th- th- that's all, folks. Good luck and good night. In peace. <laughs> that was perfect. And your second one, my dear? Oh. Well, the second one, because we are under a time constraint, I decided to do one because this is, like they said, History Month, and that discussion we had on the uh, revolutionary mm-hmm. was great. And so I wrote a little haiku, and it's called Vision. I prefer to see my world through colorblind eyes, my rainbows as one in peace. That was awesome. That was incredible. I love it. Uh, I love it. And uh, you get an A plus on your homework. You just, you just, yep. And gold stars, and and you get to stay after school and have fun clapping the erasers together out the window, oh. and yeah. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, love you so dearly, hon. You did a great job. Do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. Well, right here on Nyla Speakeasy Cafe, uh, Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, for Real Entertainment Epiphany Radio. The Hurt Locker with Holly Woods. And the subject we're going to be tackling this Tuesday is 
anxiety, and depression. And, of course, uh, Friday I will be on World Poetry Open Mic. And if I can that Friday, I might at uh, 8 p.m. try to catch uh, a part of uh, Let's Talk About It, which is Van Netto's show on Epiphany. And other than that, in the 2017 and 2018 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic, and also in the Outlaw Poetries We're in Cahoots anthology, all of which are on Amazon. I keep wanting to say Avalon, and I don't know why. (laughs) Use it in a poem. Get it out of your system. Oh, yeah, that'll probably work. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Thank you, and we will see you next week, hon. Absolutely, and on to the next. All right. Bye-bye, sweetie. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hi, <laughs> Sabi. Hey, uh, good evening. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, Granville. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Hey, I want to talk about that guy who you were just talking to. And, the, and all those Stan, points. Stan? Yeah. Stan, yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to get up with him and, and get on some of those open mics that he, you know, and, and stuff he's on. So okay. is, is he on your Facebook? I try to link me up with him, however, you know, any which way you can. Okay, I can do that. Okay, okay. But, uh, did you did you get a link to the to that poem you asked me for last week? Did I do what? Did you get you asked me to send you a link or send you a poem that I did last week? I have not been on Facebook until today since last week. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the poem for you again, so okay. it refreshes your memory. This poem is called "She Is Life." Ah, oh, the light approaches. Clarities, brief moments of life, and I fathom the woman. More hope in the face of all this aridity and disenchantment, yoked to her duties, the preservation of men, life she harbors, life she cursets. Her glances assures procreation, and ever the twain shall meet. There is great power at work here. It is palpable. My sister has always been a wonder to me. Standing aloof. I can see her mind at work. There is something about her I am ignorant of. What secret she harbors 
the roving mind, the endless wonder. They seem no fathoming this, never the scratch that would remedy her itch. Standing at the observatory post of life, I observe the affairs of the species. Powers hidden within the flesh, scary and exhilarating. The woman, nations, lives inside her. Thank you. I love that piece. I loved it the first time that I heard you read it. I love that, you know, seeing someone as a whole person. You know, it just, I think it's a fantastic piece. I'm really glad you shared it again, Granville. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome. Do, I do me a favor. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was going to, okay. Uh, wait, wait, do I get another piece? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to give you one of your, your favorite of the lions then. Okay. I need peace. A woman must bring me for me she must be easily endured she must not be unnerved by my silence and have little flair for the dramatics there is enough drama without my house I do not want it within. I need peace and quiet. I must want to come home and not fear it. My abode must call out to me. It must beckon. My soul, my, my doors must yearn for my footsteps and the windows bow at my presence. Okay, that may be too much to hope for, but I need peace. However brief, I need respite. My soul must have a place of rest. For after fighting the demons, as tomorrow, I must fight them again. Not good to fight a battle on two fronts. From the battlefield to the battlefield, I think not. I need a lioness in the lion's den. For when the lion king comes home, 
sometimes he needs to be alone. He needs peace. It's a jungle out there. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) I love both of those pieces. I think they speak volumes on um, human relationships. Fantastic job tonight, Granville. Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Yes, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Same name, Granville John Hedrington. Or you can hire me, share me, call me, 919-264-3926. I need some employment. Perform for you for an hour. Never read a poem. Entertain you for one hour. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right. Our next caller, we have area code 240-609, and then we have 770, who's not been on tonight. 770, if you want to read, please press 1 on your phone, and we'll be able to bring you on. Let's go ahead and grab 240. 240, are you with me? Hi, Nyla. It's Meg. How are you? Hey, Meg. It's been a while. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Last time you called in, we weren't able to hear you read. I know. I know. I've been posting on Instagram. I'm into this Instagram thing now. <laughs> and then I have oh, to get back to the toys we play with. I know. It's 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 kind of interesting because there's a whole group of poets you've never talked to in your life, and you mm-hmm. get to, I don't know, something new. So I bounced back from Facebook to Instagram little on Twitter, but, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram now. So I Twelve think years ago, I set up a Twitter account that automatically posts the show. When I when I schedule a show, it automatically posts the show um, onto Twitter, and I've not touched it again in 12 years. Isn't that terrible? Not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. Not really. You have other places that you play on, so... <laughs> You have a ton of places. <laughs> a ton. The world is my playground. I am not worthy. I am not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you have to read for us tonight, my darling, since we didn't get to hear have, you last time? I have one poem. Um, okay. And it's untitled. I haven't titled it yet. And I wrote it on the 31st of January. Wearing her hat so that no one knows, hair falling out, she may need more chemo. She walks quietly, carries a big stick, flips her dick to light yet another cigarette. No love from him, the one from afar. No call, no letter, not even a ballpark hot dog. She alone untangles her inner spider web feeling like Wilbur in Charlotte's Web. Losing her best friend to a battle unknown to her, another fighting chemo in the world of cancer. She drops her cig and heads to the empty hot dog stand, decides, hmm, well, I'm serving ice cream instead, end poem. Hmm, a lot of emotion in that one. 
Yes. A lot of strength, a lot of emotion, a lot of sadness, a lot of loneliness, a lot of quiet, a lot of noise. How do you hear all that in my phone? <laughs> I don't know. Define the noise. That's interesting. When we walk around and we're quiet, it's usually because inside we're talking very loud, but we can't say it out loud. You know, our, there's, you know, especially in the the content where you're talking about the situation in the poem. You know, mm-hmm. outwardly we can seem very quiet and very calm, but inside there can be a storm. True. Mm-hmm. True. And so it's the the quiet is so loud. I like that. I love your analogies. You you. always have a diverse way of looking at things, and I appreciate that. What have I known you 10 years now? Yeah. Every time I get on the show, I learn something new from you. How you can can muster up something like that so quickly is just, can you come to Maryland already, and we can open our little... Remember the little poetry venue we were going to have with, like, trailers and boats and mm-hmm. <laughs> in the woods? Yeah. With our lime popsicles. Our writer's residency retreat. Yep, I remember. Exactly. One day. One okay. day. Yes. All right, my darling. Tell everyone how to find you, my sweetest girl. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. I love you to pieces. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Meg Collins. Uh, you can also find me on Meg Collins' Instagram, which I love right now. And you can also find me on Twitter under Meg Collins. You can find my books at com, my magnum opus, and Twinkle, Twinkle, Starry Sky. And more will be revealed in 2019, I pray. Awesome. So guess who we have on next, Meg? Fluffy Hermit in the Woods. Yeah, you want to introduce him? Yes. All right, 609, you are on the air. Thank you. Thank you, Nyla. Oh, it's not one sapien. 609, yes, you're with me. Yes, hi, Nyla. Thank you for allowing me to... Be on your platform. I'm Trishana. Trishana, welcome. It is good to hear from you tonight. Yes, how I are want you, to thank how you are for you doing, sweetheart. I am uh, doing great. I enjoyed listening to the uh, the artists that were on the line, as well as your caring feedback. And it's just a pleasure because I'm a first-time word artist and poet. Well, so welcome. Welcome to Nala's show. Yeah, <laughs> Very much welcome. Yes, definitely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you brought to read tonight and why that's what you brought to read. Tell us why you picked out what you brought. Well, I picked this out because it's one of my first projects that actually is currently on Amazon. And uh, it's short. It speaks to life is motivational and it speaks to things that are happening in the world today and so I just wanted to share part of that with you. Um, I love life. I love people. I'm currently writing books as well as uh, I'm a word artist so um, I just enjoy life, nature. So what started you writing? We're going to do a little mini interview here. What started you writing? 
I've been writing since I was a little girl, and then in college and studying Tennyson. I like Tennyson, and I've been just writing ever since. I'm the one that wakes up and uh, the words flow to me just like the the river flows. And what is uh, it about Tennyson that you find inspiring? I think it was uh, just the nature and how it speaks overall to life. And do you think that influences the way that you write? I think uh, life and people uh, influence the way that I write. And it comes very easy. Yeah. So I can I can go to sleep at um I can go to sleep and wake up at three o'clock in the morning and uh I see it like on a flash screen and I write it. So this piece that I'm sharing <laughs> with you is <laughs> nice. I know That's that time. Happened. You know it's really funny. Okay, I have to share this story with you, new person I've never met before and I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> That's how so I, wrote I woke this up piece. I <laughs> woke up in the middle of the night one time, and yeah. I couldn't find an ink pen. So I grabbed a pen, and I wrote it on I pulled the blanket back, and I wrote it on my leg, on my thigh. I couldn't find anything to write it on. And then when I got up in the morning, I sat up, and I don't remember doing it, but I got up in the morning, and I looked at my leg, and it's like, what the hell did I? So I took a picture of my leg, right? I took a picture of my thigh with the poem on it. And then there was a friend of mine, Asimo, um, uh, journal who was doing submissions for visual poetry so I submitted that poem for publication and actually had that poem published uh, the picture of that poem on my side published in a journal but so I'm there I know it's like quick grab something right in the middle of the night yep <laughs> yeah, it's but it's like that that's kind there. of life of its own <laughs> or you're driving pull over lipstick anything you can use try to scribble and, uh, oh, no, so. I do it while I'm driving. I figured a way to balance the notebook on the steering wheel with one hand, and as long as I know yeah. where my hand is on the paper, I can write. Yeah. I don't have to look at the paper to write. It's not always pretty, but I get it down. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Uh, envelope, anything, put it there, and uh, uh, I have notes and notes and notes of things like that, and that's where uh, that's where it comes from. So I'm just thankful for life and uh, the energy and, and uh, you know, what God has given me, that gift is not for me, mm-hmm. it's to share with others. And I'm so happy that um, I found you and uh, you afforded me this opportunity, this uh, privilege and opportunity to uh, that you have uh, allowed me time on your platform. And uh, well, for we're that, very I'm excited that you're here and you're part of the family now, so welcome. Thank you. I'm I'm following your lead when you want me to start now. Oh, go ahead. Start whenever you're ready. Okay. This piece uh, can be found on Amazon. Uh, It's already been produced, and it's called Blood Cry. And uh, it's under my artist name, Trishana, uh, which is what my mom used to to call me. So it's called Blood Cry, and I'll be very brief on it. Ready? We are here. Blood Cry. Blood Cry. No more killing in the land. I see the faces. Where are the places? Why so many places? The blood. Lifeless faces. Blood cry. I hear the blood crying from the ground. Where is the sound of love? Is love gone? 
No light for the traces. Blood cry. No life now that's been drowned. Blood cry. I hear the blood crying from the ground. No more killing in the land. Why can't people and man understand? Life is in the blood. Blood cry. No more crying in the land. Is the blood gone? Blood cry. I hear the blood cry. That's the first piece, Nyla. That was phenomenal. What a debut. Uh, Meg, are you still with us? Okay. Wasn't sure if she was still with us or not. All right. So that was an absolute incredible piece. I loved it. I think it was really powerful. An absolute fantastic debut to the show. Thank you. Do you want to hear the second piece? Yes, I do. And Meg, okay. if you're there, I'm going to try to bring you back on in a second, honey. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. And uh, this is called Black Black Feet for Black History Month. Okay. Ready? Black I am, feet yes. in the Okay. Black feet in the sand. Feel the breeze carry me through the wind as I land between your toes. Let the waves rush to my aid. Remember the roughness from across your feet. I am the sand. I am not like man. Black feet, feel the breeze carry me through the wind right beneath your feet. Black feet, remember I can't see your color. I can't see your feet. I am the sand, not partial like man. Stretch out your hand. Feel the breeze. Be happy, even if your hair is nappy. Be happy. Let your feet be playful in the sand. Black feet, I'm the sand. Be free, just like me, black feet. Let your feet feel the sand. Right beneath the shore and by the sea. Black feet, it is not the sand. That really speaks, but the echo from the heart of life that's really through your heartbeat. Black feet, feel the breeze and let the wind carry me between your toes, beneath your feet. Thank you. And that was end poem? Yes, I always have to. I always have to ask if that's end poem because I don't know if you're doing it. Sometimes I got in trouble one time. It's like Nyla, that was a dramatic pause. I'm not done reading yet, and it's like, oops. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> that's that's 
that's poem, and also it'll be in my uh, spoken word, yes. Thank you. Fantastic job. I am really glad you found your way here. I'm really glad that you called in, that you shared with us. I'm really glad that I got to hear you. I think you're a really strong voice in poetry. I think that you're going to be a beautiful addition to our group here, and I can't wait to get to know you better and uh, hear more of your work. Thank you. You are very welcome. And if anyone wants to reach me, they can call the 800 number. Is that okay, Nyla? Yeah, or they, if you want to give your Facebook page, or it's not always safe to give out a phone number over the air. But if you've got a, you know, if you want to, you're more than welcome to. But if you've got a link or anything like that, you know, anything you want to share, whatever you want to share for us to contact you with. Oh, they can contact on the 800 number. Uh, it's 800-935-1389. Um, I'd love to join some open mics and. Uh, I'm going to be under your tutelage, so I'm going to need some guidance from you. And they can also find me on Amazon under Trishana, and uh, actually go out there and see a couple of the works and uh, leave a comment, or it's only 99 cents. They can uh, download some of the projects. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Fantastic job tonight. Like I said, I cannot wait to, to hear more from you, and we'll talk to you again. Okay, sweetheart? Thanks, Nyla. You're welcome, hon. Bye-bye. All right. So I had to mute because I, I was getting a buzz. So I had to mute Meg. I believe she's 240. Meg, are you still there, honey? I sure am, sweetie. Okay. Didn't mean to mute you, but I was getting a buzz, and I couldn't hear if you were – I didn't uh, hear you if you were talking. So sorry about that. But I wanted to bring oh, you back on so that you can, like, hug and kiss everybody and do all that stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's important things. You know, talking it is. Like it is the whispers and telling people how to find you. Sanctity of the soul. So, tell everyone how to find you. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Meg Collins. I'm also on Twitter on Meg Collins, Instagram on Meg Collins. And you can also find me uh, on Amazon under Meg Collins, Twinkle, Twinkle, Stars, Sky, and my magnum opus. And I think that's it. And you can find me here. I will promise to come on every Thursday night. Very cool. All right, Meg. It was fantastic to hear from you. Appreciate you. And we will talk to you next week, love. I appreciate you more. Love you. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. All right. So before we hang up on the show and end the show, I do want to remind area code 770 and um, 832. I don't know if you've read or not 832, but if you've not read, press 1. But 770, if you wanted to read, you haven't read tonight, press 1. Otherwise, I think that we are good to go for the evening. 832. All right. 832, press 1. 832, are you with me? Yes, Naila, I'm here, Uma here. How are you? Uma, how are you, honey? I am so glad that you got on. Yes, I am really surprised that, uh, you know, I get lost with things that are happening around me, and then suddenly I realize it's not Thursday, it's not Friday kind of stuff, and then I realize that I should have been here, but I was not (laughs) too late today. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'm glad that you made it, and I'm glad that I checked with these last couple of lines. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing good, and um, I don't know if I have read this before, but uh, I definitely can read it again. Um, there are a couple of poems that I'd like to share with you all. One of them is called Loving You. Loving you, as the day reaches westward, stretching to hold her wars, lazily the sky yawns and spreads, the dark blanket with stars. Another song, left unheard, another ray of hope transformed, another game to be played, moving with the speed of sound. I think, beyond the sunset in the west, is the daylight cooking to sprout in the east, when the dame of night sings her sonnet, stars shine and glitter to perform tonight. Leaves lying around under the oak trees, rusty yellow, brown, or jaded and green. As colors change this fall, yet to be seen, who amidst all plays the flute so melodious? Wish I could deck you with devils. Wish I could build you palaces to stay. Wish I could have the Midas touch. What would it pay if I cannot see you say? Unlike yesterday, today is better spent. I learned your love, your smile, your bent on things that were never, ever meant. To steal your peace away, not a moment. Love to see you smile with no worry at heart. Love to hear you sing with joy and happiness, overflowing the rivers, mountains, and skies with love towards the creator, his creativity. And poem. That was beautiful. Just written from such a beautiful, surreal, ethereal place. Incredible, hon. Um, I'm so glad you were able to make it on. <laughs> Thank you, Naila. Thank you so much. And I don't, I don't suppose you have one more minute to go, do you? To, to read um, another one? Uh huh. Of course. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's just a few lines, not a whole bunch, but it's called Soldier Brave. Wilderness all around, deep blue sky above, studded with twinkling stars, our terrain to walk on, eliminating terrorism. Boom, the shells keep going. Rise and shine, countrymen, feel that love so supreme to our motherland of the brave, to keep them safe in the land of the free, they are from the home of the brave. Salute, 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 salute to thee. Victory, victory, victory. End poem. Absolutely beautiful, sweetheart. Fantastic job. You know, there's, there, there's, you have a, I think you have a really strong, sorry, but I just wanted to say, you know, I think that you've got a really strong, powerful, feminine voice. You know, and I know that I've told you this before and, and all of that good stuff, but, you know, I don't think that you realize how good of a poet you are. I really don't. No, I really don't, too. <laughs> so I, I don't understand that sentence at all. 
Well, you really, you really are a, a strong voice and a strong feminine voice. I think that you know that you, you know, continue working with your craft, continue sharing, continue what you're doing, continue your writing, and it shows in your painting too. But you know, I just, I think that you are a very strong and could be a very important uh, feminine voice okay. of our era. That I, I really hear, and, that. Um, and I would definitely like to work towards meeting the expectations and also be able to match with the expectations. So I don't <laughs> know about it, Naila. <laughs> you really tell me all these things. When I'm home, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm nobody. So I hear you when I hear. I hear me when I hear you. That's what I wanted to let you know, and. You are the motive and you are the force behind, you know, and I, I keep myself with the force. Well, you're amazing. And I'm glad that you're here with us. I'm glad you're part of the family. I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing this without you being a part of it. So thank you. And thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you for getting in and hanging in there. And, and uh, yeah, awesome job. Do me a favor, honey. Tell everyone how they can visit you. Um, I am, um, I don't know, I am sometimes on uh, Naila Alicia's program, and sometimes I post my paintings and my poems online, and uh, I don't know much other than this, that uh, other than that I participated in some contemporary, um, you know, uh, compilations of works, as well as... uh, I got one or two poetry books printed on um, by self-editing, also by uh, Blur Publications, which uh, Brian Dixon has edited. Um, the poet Brian Dixon has edited it for me, and he was a great motivational um, editor as well. As, he is a great motivational editor as well as a, a great support to me. Anytime I am lost, I seek help from professionals like you all. Nyla and um, uh, also Scott and others. So, not to forget um, all our friends. Everyone considered equally. Fantastic. All right, baby. Thank you, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for being here, hon. Thank you, Nyla. Have a great day. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. All right, everybody. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Fantastic job. Uh, We will see you next week. If you have any ideas on workshops, remember to shoot me over a message on Facebook, Nyla.Alicia. If you want to send me an audio track, that gets sent over to the T-H-E, the the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. And other than that, we're good to go, you guys. We'll be here next week. And we're going to play a piece. Let's see. We're going to play a piece by What Guys Look For in Girls by a Slam Poet. And here we go. Good night, everyone. When I first learned that no one could ever love me more than me, a world of happiness previously unseen was discovered because somewhere along the line of aging and scrutiny and time, I 
was taught to despise myself, but I made sure I kept myself beautiful so someone would love me someday, so I could belong to someone someday, because that's the most important thing a little girl could ever want, right? I was 13 the first time I was embarrassed about my body, of course, it would not be the last, and I remember stuffing my bra in the morning, tears stinging my eyes, hoping, praying to something, that I could look beautiful enough today, braces and all, for the ruthless boys who mercilessly told me I was worthless, because my boobs weren't big enough. And I would go home and put on a sweatshirt with my eyes closed, deny myself the right to be shown myself, because I didn't dare want to insinuate beauty in regards to something so insulting as my body. But I mean, we all end up with our heads between our knees, because the only place we'll ever really feel safe is curled up inside skin we've been taught to hate by a society that shuns our awful confidence and feeds us our own flaws. And sometimes when I need to meet the me that loves me, I can't find her, or remind her that the mirror is meant to be a curse so I can find her in my mind, but when he or she shouts, let me out, we're allowed to listen. But it's met by a chorus of conceited, egotistical narcissists. So since when was self-substitute a sin? Since when was loving who we are made an offense by morons that don't matter? Change this physicality and that one. Don't you dare shatter the illusion that you could ever be anything beyond paper-fine flesh and flashy teeth and fingernails. The code accusations of not good enough, never good enough. Have you ever felt so numb that it hurts? Entertain me. Whore. You can't surrender to them. you got to remember you're the only thing you'll ever truly have. And no, I don't mean your body, because someday that'll go bad no matter what you do. I mean you. I mean the way your bright eyes go wild and you smile and how your laugh is so melodic, it's a song. I mean the way your creativity is a compass that leads you to what you love. And you don't need any miracle cream to keep your passion smooth, hair-free, or diet pills to slim your kindness down. And when you start to drown in these petty expectations, you better re-examine the miracle of your existence, because you are worth so much more than your waistline. You're worth the beautiful thoughts you think and the daring dreams you dream undone and drunk off alcohol of being. But sometimes we forget that because we live in a world where the media pulls us from the womb, nurses us, and teaches us our first words. Skinny, pretty, skinny, pretty. Girls soft, quiet, pretty. Boys manly, muscles pretty. But I don't care whether it's your gender, your looks, your weight, your skin, or where your love lies. None of that matters because standards don't define you. You don't live to meet the credentials established by a madman. You're a goddamn treasure whether you want to believe it or not. And maybe that's what everyone should start looking for.